This week on the BAMCAST, we don't always have a month of watching horror movies set in malls, but when we do, there's dose. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMCAST. Hey! BAMCAST! Ooh! <laughs> the spooky October edition. Spooky edition! Spooky October edition! Full spooky. Uh, oh, this is episode uh, 248? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, numbers. And yeah, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the podcast is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. We come in here and talk about it for the first time. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. We get to one to five jocks. That's in Robot Jocks! Robot Jocks! In bad, bad movies. As in a negative so I can see how they go with one to five bags. As in douchebags after Twilight. Oh, no! no! Boom! And the front of vampires <laughs> everywhere! So, um, yeah, yeah, we're wrapping up uh, Maltober. Spooky! It's the final final episode of Maltober. <laughs> yeah. Here it is. It's oh. upon us. Yep. With a uh, um, movie. Phantom of the Mall, <laughs> Eric's Revenge. It's in a mall. It's in a mall. It is actually in a mall. Yep. Return to the mall. In the mall. Same mall. <laughs> yes. Same mall. So, um, plot summary. Let's do that. And we'll All talk right, more yes. about it. A guy called Eric owns a huge house and some greedy people want to build a mall over it. So they get together and burn down his house. Eric is badly burned, but not dead. And a year later, the mall opens. What they don't realize is Eric is living underneath the mall and he's very angry. Somebody wrote that. <laughs> Stickman, Somebody who is Stickman, 11 years old Stickman wrote under two, score 2 at tripod.net ah, at tripod. Good old tripod. Holy <laughs> shit. He's very angry. Yeah. He's angry. Yeah. A guy Damn called it. Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Just a guy. Yeah. He's doing his thing. Didn't actually own that house. His parents did, which he said uh, out loud. Yeah, sure. They never say anything about his parents, do they? No, not really. Yeah. Just that, you know, they own that house. Okay. But whatever. Hmm. So, yeah. It's it's a movie about a mall. Yay, a mall, cool. a horror movie set in a mall. <laughs> yeah. Starts with absolutely no logos of any kind. Just <laughs> like dude crawling through a ventilation thing. Yeah. Robbing a place. Yeah. Just taking the Stealing crossbow shit. and bolts. First he goes for a mannequin's head. Well, no, he goes for the crossbow first, and then he, like, he ends with trying to unscrew a mannequin's head. Yeah. And then security guard kind of comes up. And there's this awkward moment where he's like looking at the guy directly with his flashlight and finally goes, you're not a mannequin. Yeah. What are you trying to pull, buddy? This isn't Halloween. Yeah. And so not mannequin kills that guy. With a knife. Yep. After he's the guard has pulled a gun on him as well. Mm-hmm. But guard's just like, what's that? Oh, knife. Oh, yes. I am right dead. in the belly. So dead guy. Dead guy. Um, yeah. And then... Does he go back to his lair first, or do we get to meet the the ladies first? I think that's. I think he kills that dude, and then it smashes into the opening credits, and then we get the same scene we get from Chopping Mall, which is the courtyard, right, and the opening of the mall, mm-hmm. hosted by the most interesting man in the world, literally mall, is mall he? manager. <laughs> he is will he? be. He's not yet. Now he's, he's just still working kind of a, on it. He's just a dweeby guy. Uh, but yeah, he's just like, hey, we open a mall, and it's all thanks to Morgan Fairchild, who's mm. right here, everybody. Come here. Who is also the mayor. Yes. Okay, that's Mayor correct. Fairchild. <laughs> Morgan Mayorchild. Yes. And they it's put their town on the map. 
Midtown or Middale or it doesn't don't they change names midstream somewhere? Wasn't it Midtown and they called it or Midland? Maybe and they called it Mid- Midfair. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, Midland Mall. But yeah, they opened a mall. It's Midland, and they're they're happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Community's happy. Everyone's happy. Man, apparently this was like Detroit or something because they're like the mall has opened and yeah. now. Just, Everyone is saved. Our yeah. city is saved. I'm going to go with Arizona. There was Arizona uh, college things on the uh, pennants on the wall in this okay. room. So that's sure. Sure. equally kind of desolate place. Plan doesn't make much sense because they're just going to employ everyone in the town who's then just going to spend their money at the mall yeah. and then get paid by the mall. Yeah. So they uh, can spend Chuck, money. That's the Walmart way. Well, that's crazy. I know. <laughs> time is, <laughs> time yeah. is told. I just, you know, just you know, your credits are only good at the company store. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. Yeah. So anyway, hooray! There's a mall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's some ladies. Uh huh. But I mean, it's not very long. It's like it's like ladies applying to work at Sluice, which is like the bar and grill in the mall. Another lady's working, trying to uh, applying to work at the clothes store. Yeah. And then it's like right back to um, you know, Eric, the, the titular Eric, and. We find out what he's doing with the mall head, which is he's smashing the face part off of it. And immediately we all, well, I mean, you've seen this before, right? Yeah. In, in full disclosure. The yeah. other three of us were like, oh, God damn it. Because <laughs> even despite the title, I don't know that any of us picked up that this was going to be Phantom of the Opera. Because he smashes mm-hmm. the, the mannequin's face and takes the, you know, the iconic kind of half mask, phantom mask, essentially, yep. that everyone knows. But it, it, yeah. yes. But it's basically he's wearing the face of a mannequin. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> and that's the reaction we all kind of had when it was like, oh, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we all kind of realized, like, uh... Yeah. Let's, be, let's, let's face it. Phantom of the Opera is kind of a stupid fucking story. And I'm going to be totally honest. I have no... I, I've never seen any version of it whatsoever. So oh, I don't... Okay. Eat, like, how accurate is this to that story? <sighs> Because I do not, I know that there's the one burn dude guy with a mask. Yeah, it's the burn yeah. dude with the mask, and he's after a chick, and that's all I know. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's it's just of all the like classic monster movies, the things that they made in the early days. I mean, this this wasn't because I mean it's it's not necessarily in the same vein as some of the other ones, but the, there's nothing likable about the Phantom. There never has been. No. I mean, he's just a stalker guy who murders people. It's a tortured soul. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like every other every other fable out there is like the monster's not really the bad guy the you know product of circumstance monsters misunderstood yeah no this this guy's just a stalking murdering asshole i mean we we come to find out that he's been wronged sure but yeah but you know he has a bit of a point but he takes it too far right Mm -hmm. (laughs) well i mean in some regard fucking murder everybody i don't care but you know he gets well, okay, it's just, all right, so, like, first murder is he's stalking through the air vents, like, we, you know, we've met the, the surface drillers, but let's call them that. Yeah. Um, it's not, and it's not Christine, it's uh, Melanie, 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 and, Melanie. you know, so they don't even, like, try to bother with the same names or anything like that, so yeah. it's just, like, um, we've met some of the surface dwellers, including Polly Shore, uh, working at the yogurt shop. Sure. Um, Probably that's where they found him. <laughs> no, to be fair, Polly Shore is actually comedy royalty, his parents were. I know, yeah. I know. Anyway. I mean, oh, I'm saying he came from other. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, so the, you know, they're doing their surface dwellery things, and then like right off of you know, like we've established, like you've seen the mask, and it's like, okay, yes, this is family opera, and then in, in true family opera fashion, he's just skulking through the air vents, sees a air, you know, air conditioning uh, technician working on it, and it's just like, I'm going to shove your face in the fan and murder you yep. f- for no apparent reason. Eh. 
needed to kill. <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah. he's now mur- he's, he's murdered two people that were just in his way. The security guard and now this air conditioning guy. And it's like, is this really going to be the MO of this movie? Because at least thankfully after this, to some extent, everybody kind of deserves the death. I mean, at least they do something where it's like, okay, maybe murder was a little extreme, but you, you were an asshole. Yeah. You weren't just like, you know, they're doing your job. Yeah, that tech... That was unnecessary. Yeah. That guy, as so far as we know. the security guard. The security guard's just doing, he's securing. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. eh, I don't eh. know. I think we kind of learned later those security guards are fucking on the take, but. Sure. Whatever. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. They're all cops. What so, do you expect? Right, so, yeah, he's going around murdering and, you know, not any real clear direction what he's doing except for going around and murdering at this point. So let's go back to the surface dwellers. Okay. Um, What the fuck do they do? I don't know. Um, oh, like right away, like the opening ceremony of the mall, um, local photographer slash, I guess, journalist guy from the paper yeah. sees uh, Mel and is like, oh, Ooh. I recognize you. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, you look familiar, too. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I know you because exactly this. And it's like, oh, so you're playing coy there for a second. Okay. He's like, yeah, I was there the night the house went up in flames and you almost died mm-hmm. and your boyfriend did. Just like, oh, so do you want to touch um, my wiener? <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. You're kind of dreamy. Yeah. With your big jacket. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they talk for a little bit and walk, jackets. and he's like, yeah, you know, so how are you doing now? And they, they go to her locker, which is weird because it's just out in the mall. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, also just been hired. Yes. Yes. Like, literally. Like, here's your uniform. Yeah. yeah. Literally an hour or two before that. Yeah. But yeah, she already has a locker, which is like a school locker because it's just out in the hallway. Yep. And opens it up, and there's a. a Bunch of orchids, mm-hmm. and she's like, she just goes catatonic. She's like, this means something, and <laughs> it was this is our first flashback of like him bringing the orchids, and then, and then yeah, having the sex. I believe, it, yeah, it sort of cuts. No, to, I thought I thought that having the sex was always like in her dreams because this is not at all what the actual scene was like, because you know they're in this like uh, Harlequin romance silk sheets room that is not anything like right. any, either any place they ever probably actually went. But. Right. I, I think mm-hmm. the giving of the orchids was a flashback and then it cuts to her dream. Okay. Yeah. Where she's having the sex with Eric and someone's boobs. Spooky sex! <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know the exact order because we tend to do this a lot, but yeah. yeah, she keeps having these dreams where like, like literally they're in this like silk sheet, you know, Cinemax thing like, right. like you know where it's just like this like perfect thing and then it's like you know it's obviously like stunt boobs and then yeah. something always interrupts it like something horrible like they're like like a, a flashback like, within a within a dream yeah, yeah. well like yeah. she starts realizing she's in a dream and then she's like having a flashback to the fire ha- is happening but he's not being aware of it until he's actually on fire yeah. and then she wakes up in a cold sweat and so something random always happens during this yeah. dream it's not ever a good dream nope yeah, the fire interrupts stomach licking. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot of stomach licking going on. And <laughs> yeah. But um, one of those dreams. Hey. So, so that all happens. And then it's like, I'm trying to think like other surface dwellers. Like we meet the, we see that there's some kind of scheme between Morgan Fairchild or Morgan Mayerchild and um, most interesting man guy that mm-hmm. like, she's like, this is going to make a lot of money. We could put you on city council. And he's like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. And, and, you know, so it's like, okay, I think there might be. Something shady, Collusion. something shady going on here. Yeah, and and he has a terrible kid. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> that kid is the worst. The worst I, I, kid like, in the world. He's like Paul Rudd and like throwing the tantrums in Hot Wet American Summer. Yeah. Just a little like, bit. But worse. Yeah. Yeah. This like like might not, even be the not the as likable as Paul Rudd. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But this guy, he's just. Uh, the, the, he all he's doing is hanging out in the mall, causing trouble, and the security guards keep reporting to the dad. You know, hey, your kid's 
fucking around yeah. in the mall. It's like, I can't beat your kid to death, yeah. so you kind of need to do Yeah, it. and the dad always confronts him, and, like, you know, the, the kid will just, like, pop a beer open on him. It's like, ha-ha, you suck, dad, see ya. <laughs> You're underselling the pop a beer open on him. Like, shaking up a beer and exploding a beer on his father's face. Yes. And then just going, ha <laughs> Which was seconds after he vandalized a pinball table and stole all the money in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because he's an Which asshole. is a high fucking crime. Yes, it you, is. Yeah. You just... Yeah. Damn it, you don't do that. No. And his dad is like, God damn it, I told you to get out of this fucking mall. And he's like, all right, dad, I'm leaving. Yeah. He's like, your mother, where's your mother? Just leave me alone. Get out of the mall. Yeah. Like, uh, you can't have the car. You wrecked two cars already. Just get away from me. So other scummy people in the mall is we're shown that, uh, I think this is the next kill coming up, is that we're showing that the security guards are sitting in their room and unlike any mall probably actual in existence, they, they've got cameras right in the ladies' dressing room, and they're just watching all of the women undress. Yeah. And one guy's just, like, just uh, super scumming sli- it up. Like, sli- yeah. slime uh, ball commenting on the whole thing. And, and he's like, oh, you dropped that. Why don't you pick yeah. it up? Oh, yeah. Now take your bra off. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. like... And this is, like, the dude's fantasy of a ladies' locker room where they're sure. all, like... I'm all the curtains are open. around and, topless. Yeah, and, and their backs are hang arched. Out. And just like, yeah, look, I'm a lady. Whereas yeah. real women are like, I'm going to put myself in a little closet where nobody on earth can see me but yep. me. Yep. And I'm going to get but, dressed <laughs> as fast as humanly yeah. possible. But really, like, like the one girl gets undressed, and then the next scene is wearing the outfit that she took off anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, never changes out of that outfit. No. Well, they're just, but they they're just standing the there half naked too, like just well, sure. uh, like on and on and on. It's so like, you yeah. can just blah, having yeah, a conversation. Blah, blah, blah. Blah. It's like it's just the weirdest gratuitous nudity because it's like on a little video monitor. Yeah, it, it's it's weird and dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so like, most interesting man comes in and he's just like, "There's there's a banging in the thing. You need to go take care of it." <laughs> it's basically our AC tech that's yeah. rattling around up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he leaves, and the other dude who's Ken Foray, who's been in tons of stuff dawn of the dead and everything another mall movie um he's like well go take care of it pervy guy yeah pervy guy's like fuck uh, whatever dude but he's not gonna argue with that guy uh but before he goes up into the ducks he walks by our two main ladies um of the movie and like has one of the yeah he has the keys on his belt thing on the chain retractable keychain thing and he's just walking by like with that like making jack off motions to them and he's like hey ladies you want to pull my chain ah And I mean, he's just the most disheveled, just terrible, just, I understand that there's a plot going on behind the scenes and maybe these guys aren't the most reputable security guards, but if your plot is to make money in this mall, maybe tell that guy to tie his tie. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not to look like such a fucking scumbag. But it doesn't matter because he's about to get his Well, yeah, because he he goes right up into the air ducts and immediately is like, you know, gets confronted by Eric and, and what, oh, he, uh forklifts them into the electro- electrical grid. that's right he doesn't actually even get up into the ducks he's like like listening for the noise yeah. and and he gets a forklift driven into the like junction box yeah and his and eyeballs explode yeah pop out of his well, head. one pops out <laughs> and one pops out onto this is like the dumbest thing that never uh, paid off it pops onto the top of like the frozen yogurt containers which why they're just sitting in dry storage i don't know anyway open it's the yeah. it's the um frozen yogurt mixing powder Sure. sure. Okay. Yeah. Still, why is it open? But they've yeah. they've established that the weasel Polly Shore has like <laughs> put like he's like putting fake ears and shit into the ladies' yogurts and then eating them or like ha ah, look ha ha yep I'm gross he's the weasel yeah yeah but yeah so the now there's an eye so in the yogurt powder yeah and you're like oh Polly Shore is gonna eat an eye yep it's coming just wait guys it's gonna pay off great totally gonna come yeah mm-hmm. 
But first, um, yeah. So that guy's <laughs> dead, and oh, uh, I don't know. Some other things happen, but eventually the guy comes crashing through most interesting man's office right onto his desk. Yeah, he's he's just had a fight with Morgan Fairchild. He's just like you know, hey, straighten up stuff and things, and he's like, yeah, whatever. And then because because basically the, the the journalist guy is like kind of getting closer to the truth of like yeah. they they see that he's following these leads and everything, and he's like, I don't know, we might have to call. Our guy, yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah. So, like, it's, guy falls through the ceiling, lands on dude's desk, and he's just like, huh. Well. <laughs> Glad that didn't happen when the mayor was here. Yeah, that would have been unfortunate. Uh, and he's got a sign on him that says, eye for an eye. Because one eye is still just bulging out of the dude's head. Yeah. Yep. So he gets on the phone and he's like, we may need your services sooner than I expected. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Call in the wolf. He doesn't say dun dun dun. No. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> he might but yeah, have. I don't but know. But they but cut to that guy standing, this this guy he's called, standing over a dumpster where the body is burning. Yeah. Set that body on fire. Mm-hmm. That's how you get rid of a body. Yeah. Just take it to a public dumpster and set it on fire. No one will know. <laughs> yeah. And and this guy like it, and you know he has many credits on IMDb, but he's he's Max Dad on Always Sunny, which like mm-hmm. was the Luther, <laughs> the thing that was bugging <laughs> me the whole movie. I'm like, this guy looks really familiar. Yeah, and he's been in a, a ton of movies as yeah. you know a funky guy, but that was the one that was like, all right, that's where I, that's where I was picking it up from. Yeah, he's just he looks like a fish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but then he's on the security team. Yeah, because like well we see yeah, him. He's he's just like when he's talking to the the least interesting man is he's just like. Hey, uh, or most interesting man. Lisa, I'm reading your freaking thing on <laughs> Sorry. the live stream. Sorry, yeah. but he's the he's talking to the most interesting man. He's just like, yeah, Ted like went out to check the stuff and never came back. And he's just like, oh yeah, I fired him. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's gone. Yeah, he's just security guards come and go. And he's like, oh, well, what about Frank? And he's like, Frank? yeah, he, you know, just he, uh, went away. Yeah, yeah, he he, he found another job. Must have found another job. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the that's ticket. The ticket. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, but like we see fish face guy and that's like, we cut to, that's when Melody has another dream and that's when that dude shows up in her dream. I don't, I don't even understand, understand how they're connected because she hasn't seen him in public, but as soon as we well, see him. No, she, she has seen she him had before. seen him because the, the other guy noticed he was like, uh, that's what, what doesn't make sense is how photographer boyfriend makes the connection between, oh, that must yeah. be the guy. No like, idea how you Apparently know she mentioned some kind of. Well, she saw a weird it. earring that he had. She had that dream reminder because the second dream that she has is the sex. And then mm-hmm. there's the guy throwing gasoline on her in the dream. Yeah. Uh, and, and then that's how the, the photographer guy is like, well, let me go s- snap a picture of this guy. And maybe you can verify if it's him or not. Cause he's got a big dangly earring. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, yeah. A, so like the he was first, the only one in that. Yeah. The first guard he sees that has that earring. He's something like, it's gotta be him. Yep. That has to be him. I'll track him to Sam Goody. Yeah, I've got an idea for a mat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he he takes a terrible picture of him and is just like, "Is this him?" Just, yeah, yeah. That's... But this leads to a cha- him taking the picture leads to a chase scene mm-hmm. where he he like takes the picture. The guy realizes he's taking his picture, or he so thinks he's, he's just shoplifting because the guy's acting shifty as hell. Yeah, and then he runs out of Sam Goody. Sure, Th- there are a lot and of nobody, nobody sold a single cassette. And the best part is like everybody a single. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody tries to stop the guard rather than him. Yes. No, the guard just runs into people because he's a clumsy buffoon. The guard is being distracted by fruit carts and other yes. various like panes of glass, and yes, but yeah, yeah. We're just walking back and forth with a pane of glass. <laughs> these chickens over here because like he runs into a couple, and then like there's a dude with packages, and man, the dude with packages gets his shit wrecked because the guy runs into his little cart, 
And <laughs> the security guard just fucking punches that guy. Just get the fuck out of my way, punch. But there, there are several instances of people around lots of other people and then still acting like they can't just go, hey, yeah. maybe you don't want to murder me in front of all of these people. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just lots of that. Like, why didn't he just stop and go, all I did was take this guy's picture. I yeah. suspect him of something. And there's 50, 100 people all around me. Yeah, it would be okay. But yeah. you got to have an action scene. Uh, sure. So okay. he escapes. Right. He escapes into the chopping mall elevator and uh, thinks he's free of that guy because the guy half-heartedly tries to get in the elevator, doesn't make it in. And he's like, oh, like, I don't know why he thinks he's safe. He's just going up a floor. And then he turns around. It's a three-story Oh, that's right, yeah. He turns around and all of a sudden, blah, guy is, (laughs) security guard is dangling on top of the elevator, just Mm -hmm. making noise and and yelling at him, which is kind of a dumb tactic because he didn't have to set the guy off to go, I got to get the fuck out of the elevator when it stops because that's what he does. As soon as it opens, he runs out. The guy has to take time to jump off the elevator Mm -hmm. and chase after him. Uh I don't remember how this chase ends, but he basically just takes a, he finds Morgan Fairchild and he's like, Oh, I need to take a picture. Oh, right. Yeah. He's just like, Hey, mayor. Oh, (laughs) anything for the public. Ah, I love my picture taken. Yeah. Yeah. And he's free. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, that's, that's how the girl is like, yeah, that's gotta be him. Yeah. She sees the picture, even though it's like a a picture of a security cam of a security mirror of that guy out of focus. (laughs) Yeah. A week later, after being developed, yeah, he is the world's worst photographer. <laughs> I'm not sure he's good at writing either. For all yeah. we know, yeah. Well, it's you know, eh. this well, town. when the mall, the mall is the biggest thing you have. This going town on. wasn't even on the map. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that paper's a it's sham. Totally built them all. <laughs> it's a fraud. It's a traitor post. We got the Google Street View car and everything in here now. <laughs> We're on the map. Um, things. What happens? Um. um the. Uh, the dude's son continues to be gross. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, he, that's right. He hits on the friend. Well, isn't like, that her sister? I don't is know. I don't think it is. Her, they're friends or sisters. One of uh, it's never friend. explained and doesn't matter. Okay. Sure. Um, now there's a piano player in this mall. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. That's right. Mm, because that's there's right. a very prominent scene of people walking through, and he's just like, "Hello, ladies. I am piano player." And and we were like, "Well, that's weird to just single that guy out." And then so later. Uh, Melody's walking to her car, and that's when she finds the the dress, in yes, the, in the car. And but her car won't start, so she gets out to look under the hood, and then that's when a dude in a mask jumps her, and is attempting to do things to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, when all of a sudden Eric appears on top of a building of some kind with a crossbow and shoots that dude in the shoulder. He's mm-hmm. a hero. Yes, and that dude runs away. So he is. Yeah. He, he's Eric is he's gone. Is, Kind of teetering between hero mode and psychopath, but stopped a rapist. That's that's good. Yes. You get a point. Always good. One yeah. point for Eric. That that doesn't really that balance out the AC tech that you murdered, but yeah. you stopped a rape. That's good. Good on you. Well, you shoot someone with a crossbow. That, that guy bolts. God damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, he takes off, and then like um friend comes <laughs> up, and oh, no, no. It's the mayor drives yes. up out of nowhere. The mayor oh, yeah. comes up and is like, you go home. I'll call the police. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Let's leave. And well, I'm just we'll like very convenient timing. The mayor drives up and yeah. it's like, it's like the well, mayor's been laying were in. Were you the rapist? <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. mayor spends too much time at this mall. She's well, the, the whole time she's there. Like she's super invested. Why we, we yeah. find out later that she's actually super invested in the mall, but <laughs> yeah, like, but she she's basically in the mall twenty four seven. It's just yeah. when the mall is open, she's there. Yep. So then she shouldn't she be like 
calling Rand McNally if she wants it on the map. You would think. But I eh. guess the the mall is just self sufficient. Mall was cheaper. Yeah, cheap. Yeah, cheaper than a phone. Well, actually, back then maybe it was cheaper <laughs> yeah. than a long it distance. Might have been, long yeah. distance. Mm-hmm. Very Put you on hold for a while. It adds up, man. <laughs> she could have dialed one eight hundred collect. Yeah. <laughs> she could have ten ten three two twenty or whatever yeah. that shit was. Uh, so see, oh, no, no. so later, dial like down the middle. her and the dude are walking through the mall, and they they cross paths with a piano player again, and and it, she's just saying, yeah, and he had a limp, and you know. He got shot and that's just terrible and the the piano player's like excuse me i will be right back and i have to go for a reason gets up goes to the bathroom takes off his jacket just huge bleeding just wound <laughs> on his arm just blood soaked shirt and everything it's just mm-hmm. like you could have patched that up you probably shouldn't be walking around yeah. with a giant bleeding wound they don't and how are you playing piano yeah really the er is not going to ask you who shot you with a crossbow that's not something they call the police for <laughs> you can you can make something up about that but uh, so he goes in and sits down and Eric cuts the power and has <laughs> placed a snake in the plumbing. Mm-hmm. We were trying to figure out what it was. It was like a mongoose or something in that bag at first because yeah. it's hissing and growling and thrashing around. And we're like, what's it going to be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ricky Ticky Tavi going to go <laughs> get that guy. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, dude's just sitting on the toilet. Lights go out. He immediately flicks his lighter because you always have that on standby. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, Rapists always carry lighters. Fucking Cobra. <laughs> yeah. Pops up out of the toilet. Pops up right out of the toilet. Yeah. 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 You a rapist. Oh, wait, no. And the guy's I'm like, I'm going to bait you in the junk. Oh, no. <laughs> he kind of like resigned to his fate at this point. He's just like, ah, I'm nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, he is just kind of like, man, yeah. that Cobra's going to bite me in the dick. It's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Which is what the Cobra does. And he's just yeah. like, ah. <laughs> the end. Nah. And then no one ever mentions that guy again. <laughs> nope. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. So. Now, is his body the one that's in the sewer later? I, that, who knows? Probably. It's just a mess of something. And they're mm-hmm. all just like, ew. They're never like, oh, it's that person. It's oh, just we like. We don't know if it's the, it could be the vent face guy or the security mm-hmm. guard it could be know, the sun knows. by that point because who knows oh yeah yeah we were <laughs> yeah, getting, on to getting that. back to the sun <laughs> because the sun at this point is he's found escape after being awful to his dad for like the 900th time yeah and hitting on the friend slash sister yeah uh which is what eric saw because eric has the security cameras yeah. all routed to his room and he's watching the sister get hit on and mm-hmm. just banging the arm of his chair like son of a bitch yeah. god damn it <laughs> <laughs> so the son finds a skateboard. He's like, sweet, free skateboard. I'm just mm-hmm. going to fuck around on the skateboard because I don't have anything to do from one minute to the next. So this is my next life activity. And he's just fucking around the skateboard down in front of the escalator. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Eric silhouette at top of the escalator with a lasso. Mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Lasso's Sometimes that you dude. you feel like Wonder Woman. Around the neck. Yanks him off that skateboard. Yep. And just slowly, he, he he sticks the rope under the the top grating part of the upcoming escalator, and dude just gets dragged all the way to the top, and then chokes to death. Yeah, so that guy's dead too. Yeah, and he's never mentioned again either. <laughs> well, yeah, his dad's I mean, probably happy to be rid of the fucker. We don't even get a scene of that. Yeah, nothing. The dad doesn't <laughs> care. That's like, well, he just like looks at a, a report papers like, son's dead. <sighs> <laughs> well, it's Jesus. just. Next. As, aside from the body that falls through the ceiling, like, there's really not a resolution on any of the kills in this. Not like, really, they, no. they, He's not doing the, the killer thing of propping them up and having them jump out at people or anything like that. people fall all over them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, none of that. So it's just like, <laughs> I don't know where he's taking them, but 
limit bed. <laughs> One more Corpse time. pyramid in his lair downstairs. Yeah, and and it's clear that they're setting like he's been killing assholes pretty mm-hmm. much. Mostly, so, except so for the first couple. Yeah, they were yeah. just doing their job, man. Two yeah, so that's retirement. what's weird because it's like, okay, yeah, you're. I mean, you're kind of doing good stuff now. Yeah, but from that point forward, it's pretty much like. Well, there is the one more guy because we. It turns out, you know, we that the Max dad. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, you need to go kill them. Like, like he's like, you need to get this over with, right? You know, because they've because they they kind of figure things out. Mm-hmm. Like, like they they she's remembered that the house is burning down and it was him, and that they need to find him and track him down. And well, she has another sex dream with like all of them. Yeah. Like, all the dudes she knows are... Yeah, right. it starts with Eric, like, non-burned Eric, yeah. and then it's, like, the new guy, reporter guy, um, whatever yeah. his name is. And Peter. then it's Fish Peter. Fish Dude guy. from Silk Stockings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Peter, and then, guy, and then it, it turns into, you know, turns into henchman, Max yeah. Dad guy. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up and like, ah, ah. it was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow they've, uh, I think, didn't they, didn't they tell the mall owner or Morgan Fairchild at some point, like, they need to... Well, that was like the very end of the party. He comes up to both of them. and is Yeah, like, but what is the reason that they're like, okay, you need to go kill those two now? They've gone to Morgan Fairchild. Okay. They go to her house. Oh, yeah, that's At right. like two in the morning. That's right. And they're like, this is the guy. He burned down the house and killed Eric. That's and right. she's like, that's oh, that's oh, terrible. Oh, well, we should probably oh, that's right. find him. Okay, no, okay, this is why. <laughs> God. <laughs> Can you tell I was wild my phone was to this movie? Um <laughs> They went to find out if Eric was really dead or not. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, that, yes, that. So, and this, like, and oh, my God, <laughs> like, Silk Stockings guy, photographer guy, is just like, well, there's only one way to find out if Eric's dead or not. Yep. We have to go dig up his body, yep. find out. And she's, like, just finished telling him, like, how difficult it was to get over his death, and mm-hmm. how it was a horrifying event, and it was, and he's like, yeah, that's cool and all, <laughs> but the best idea <laughs> is to get a shovel Dig up his grave and see if his body's in there or not. Yeah. Well, come he's, on, let's go. You gotta fully, come with me. You got to fully paint the picture though, me. because like prior to this, he's he's kind of like you know frat guide her into the car. Like, no, you got to tell me the story. Yeah, and she's like, tell I, me I, everything. I really that, can't. Like, yeah. it's really painful. And he's like, no, I no. can't help you. And she's like, I don't know. Tell me every. You've got to tell me everything. And she's like, and she's like, well, first we were making out, and he's like, he's like yes, yes, go on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he touched my stunt double's boobs. Uh huh. Yeah, right. Yes. And right. then there was stomach licking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then fire. <laughs> and then he's like, well. Now let's go dig up your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, if you think that's best, yeah. I don't know. And like cut two, giant empty grave. Yeah. Or, you know, he's dug for the, like 12 hours. The traditional square hold grave. As <laughs> right. Harlow pointed out, he's like, everyone digs like perfect squares yeah. whenever they dig out a You grave. know how they do that for real? Backhoe. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like mm-hmm. How they actually do that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Not yeah. people with a shovel. Not some sort of bitch with a shovel. I mean, yeah. But now, so he's down on the coffin, like getting ready to open it up. And she's like... I, these places creep me out and not like you're about to open the coffin of my dead boyfriend who i'm not over yet yeah that's mm-hmm. never said she's just like hurry please these places creep me out and then he opens it up she's like i was right he's not dead yeah you're friend zoned yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and as i said he was friend zoned the second that shovel hit the dirt yep. yeah <laughs> i can't believe i let you talk me into this <laughs> yeah so that's when they go and visit morgan yeah Fitch, and they're like, eric's yeah. alive and she's like huh that's very interesting Mm-hmm. I'll take care of it. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, okay. Well, no, she's like, well, the best thing we do is probably find him yeah. if he is still alive. Yeah. yeah, that's what he tells it. She tells him is they have to find him. That'll and then he can yeah. testify or whatever, right. and that'll that's solve everything. The best thing. So yeah, um, Max Dad comes to kill them, and like 
basically yanks them out of the car and holds them at gunpoint. Actually, I think that happens before, just before they go to the, because it wasn't like the conversation in the car. And then, then they went to the, no, I think they had the conversation before and then and dude then yanks them out the, and then they have this dumb car chase. Okay. Cause like yeah. they were sitting in a car and he yanks them out and like is holding them at gunpoint. He's like, yeah. I remember you. Yeah. We've been friends for a long time, but they get back in the car. Yeah. They have a chase through a parking garage. And then everyone and then, just like forgets how to drive. Like, my God, it's like, yeah, they're not uh, going fast, but they're like careening all over the place. Like well, what? The parking garage is also full of people departing nonstop as well as just people milling about all over the place. Just walking around just everyone walking and mm-hmm. at one point one of the cars fishtails into a dude that dude f- oh. flips like cartwheel 360 over i mean that dude got wrecked yeah that stunt man got two broken <laughs> shins i'm yes. sorry yeah i mean I'm that so- pops him he, he gets like a little jump into it but yeah. that fender just takes out the bombs of his legs and he must have been wearing boots because in every internet video i've ever seen the shoes fly off and this guy's shoes did not fly off so it's i don't know what they did but what kind of videos are you watching i did early days of the internet were not nice <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah but a lot of people died a lot of people were filmed dying <laughs> shoes a lot off. of videos got taken down shoes always come off yeah. come on uh so yeah there's a there's a mini car chase and there's some stunts and eric like TJ hookers onto one car at one point mm-hmm. to fight fish face guy. Yeah. And those cars wreck and one car gets caught on fire and yeah, he jumps off the last second. That car flips yeah. and eventually catches on fire. It doesn't catch on fire to the point that it kills the henchman. Guy, no, he gets but, out, but yeah, then the car kind of goes <laughs> slowly. It's explodes. a lame car explosion. Yeah. 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 But I think that's when Eric takes that guy down to his lair, right? He's got that guy at that point. Um, cause they get into a, like a Chuck Norris fight. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Somehow he gets down to his lair. I. I, don't I, I know. think he's uncaught. I think he drags him down there. So what happens? Okay. Yeah. Well, he takes him down there. Yeah. And they get this weird, like all of a sudden, Eric. You know, like getting burned taught him karate. I guess. Well, because. he's been training. He's sure. got a they Batman. He's got a bat cave True. down there. He's got all sorts of training equipment and and montage music. My parents are burned. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah. He, but they get in this fight and basically like he. He's about to get crushed with a trash compactor, and he summons Hulk Hogan's strength and lifts the thing back up and flips the henchman into it so that his head gets crushed. And pops basically, been working out. Pops off and yeah. perfectly goes into a box, yep. which he then delivers and puts on the hat rack of <laughs> of the the most interesting mall manager. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who, when he takes the coat off to see it, he's again just sort of annoyed, like, "Ah, oh, god damn it! Now this guy's <laughs> dead. What the hell?" <laughs> he's never once like, "Oh god, severed head." He's just like, "Ah, oh, geez, another one." Yeah. Oh well. You know how long it takes <laughs> to train someone, Chuck? <laughs> yeah. It takes forever. He's seen some shit though. Hire. He, he has is the most yes. interesting man in he the world. He has seen some shit. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, that guy yeah, also so, gets a death resolution, so. Yeah, so that so Eric kills that guy, which is pretty much the last of the real bad guys cuz yeah. now he, he's got the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Because bad guy was trying to kill her, which is why Oh, no, Eric, there's two more bad guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> the there's big ones. Yeah, but but, but, in but terms here's of, the point where Eric it becomes like it's like, yeah, you're you're just you're not good, yeah. right? Could because once he gets her to his lair, mm-hmm. that's when she's like, "I knew you were alive. I knew it was you, Eric." And that's when he finally speaks. Because throughout this movie, he has not spoken once. Yeah, he's just, all he's been is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's spoken in flashbacks, but modern day Eric yeah, has not day. said anything. But then you know she takes half the mask off, and he's fucked up. Yep. But and she's like, "Oh," but he's like, oh, 
Yeah, half I, of, I waited for you. Half of his I'm, face is the Toxic Avenger. Yes, yeah. it's sliding off his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's the guy at the end of Robocop. But yeah, <laughs> he, he's he's very much. Well, I waited for you. Now you're here. We can be together. They, uh, they put a weird echo flange on his voice. Yeah, it, it's weird. And he's like, you know, I stole this dress for you. And she's like, I can't. I can't. I I I I want to live up there. I, yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't stay down here with you and your yeah. well, six you level your people. <laughs> See, it's like it's funny because the way the whole movie has played out, it's like it seemed like she was kind of about it until she took the mask off and saw that he was toxic, and Even then, at and, that then point, was, and then was kind of like because uh, they they have this look on her face kind of where she's like because uh. she does go to touch his face and then make sure to touch like, the uh, normal part yeah. <laughs> but she's still Maybe not really not. convinced of this is a terrible idea she's just like eric nah i gotta I, go to college and stuff and yeah. I, I, can you steal me an eye patch yeah like, i just just I just this is Can maybe you yeah, yourself a new right side of the face something I, I just let me I got to go back so just this is over and that's when he gets all just like no you're staying here and put the lotion on a lot yeah. <laughs> yeah this just kind of starts to get a bit unpleasant but uh yeah but because that's when he's like flat out stalker like you can't leave me yeah so, like no I right. built this for so you. she's passed out she wakes up on the couch yeah he's creep creepily like like working out over in the corner by the way on like one bar i mean you gotta it's like, get swollen, it's, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's like it's like it's one you, plate yeah. it's one plate lift, on, yeah. the, on the machine it's yeah. like really i'm just saying so i do 200 <laughs> sets it's, it's actually almost like making the most noise because he's just lifting no weight whatsoever yeah. mm-hmm. and so she wakes up to that creepy you know, right. repetitive well, noise and then he leaves on his six tvs that are playing her, her stalker video right which he previously made like a '80s music video out of. Yes, yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Stan Bush. Yeah, <laughs> but was it Stan Bush? Oh yeah, yeah. There was a Stan Bush song. Yep, it was that one. Yeah, it had yeah. to be that one because they played that song six times. Yeah. It was every dream sequence she had, and that was the that was the song on the jukebox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was just, their song. Yeah. So yes, he's gone full blown. No, stay with me. And she's like, yeah. I really, seriously, Eric. No, yeah. he went I, full bane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to live with me under the mall now. <laughs> but yeah, she, but she's she still is not, very much like I. I got a lot going on right now, Eric. I don't think I can see you. Yeah, but anymore. it's never just like get the fuck off me, you freak. I've got to go. It's just. Eric, nah, no, no, and that yeah. that sort of indifference persists throughout the rest of the movie with her. She's like high the rest of the movies. Whatever mm-hmm. stuff she needs to react to, she doesn't do. And there's one great bit later where she doesn't react to something that really should be horrifying. But uh, so he's also he's set bombs mm-hmm. throughout the mall, sure, because he's like more Batman, so. He is very Bane-like. Yeah. This is the plan and everything, it's all, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he is he is set bombs. The, the mall's yeah, going to blow. Yeah, and her rejection of him has just made him decide. It's it's time. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to blow up the mall. Yeah. And, I'm only, and we're going to live down here forever. And meanwhile, they've remembered that they have to give Polly Shore and the other girls something to do. <sighs> so they've been, they, like, distract a security guard where he does this little Polly Shore dance <laughs> where he's... Kind of doing a strip tease, pinching his nipples and mooning the camera, and it's just more of Polly Shore than you ever want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, we didn't see the weasel. No, there was no weasel. Yeah, before before we move on, like for them, they're kind of pointless. Yep. All right, they're they're just they've kind of they keep cutting to them so that 
they have something else to show aside from Eric doing whatever Eric's doing. Right. But there's also the scene earlier where we were talking about the eyeball that went in the yogurt. Oh, yeah. How it, do we not talk about that great oh, payoff? Yeah. I know. <laughs> this is the payoff. Is she, ha- she has yogurt. The eyeball is sitting on the top of it. She mm-hmm. goes, eyeball, really? And yep. then throws it on the floor and walks away. Yeah. That's it. That's the payoff. So she eats bloody eyeball goo yeah. yogurt, but... Sure. But threw the eyeball just on the ground. Yeah. And yep. it's like, Happy birthday. why did you bother <laughs> to do any of that? Yeah. What like what possible purpose could that have? Because it doesn't even lead to a joke. It doesn't no. even lead to anything. It's, well, it attempts a joke. No. I mean, it, no, it doesn't. It's indicative it, of a bigger no. problem in this movie. It it it, it falls it, extremely it, flat. It's, but it's there at least are infinite like, possibilities of <laughs> sure. reality in the universe. Yep. There exists no universe where that's actually a joke. No, no. Yeah. Well, no, it, it's it, not it's, actually. It funny. sees the joke down the street and it's like, hey, <laughs> and then it gets closer and it's like, oh, oh, well, we don't. That's not you. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought I recognized yeah. you. I thought you were a joke. It was awkward. <laughs> sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Please go on <laughs> about <know>. your business. <laughs> but it is indicative of just like not understanding tone or any of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, they, they've got Pauly Shore doing whatever Pauly Shore is going to do. They're dieharding through the ventilation yeah. shaft they, looking for They him. literally serve no purpose except to cut to something else during all mm-hmm. of that stuff. That, sure. That's all they do. Yeah, and meanwhile, photographer boyfriend has been trying to find where she went. Mm-hmm. And he's ended up going into the... Oh, they're having the big, the grand final gala yeah. of the mall. They're opening up the last of the mall, so all of the mall dignitaries are there. <laughs> yes, so he, he comes up to the you know most interesting mall manager in Morgan Fairchild mm-hmm. and is like, hey, um, she's in trouble. We got to find her. And he's and the mall manager's like, hey, um, come over here for a minute. We got a thing. You, know, you just wait. Mm-hmm. I know you were just like kind of all panicked and everything, but it could probably wait because yeah. we got to go get some shrimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> Something. Yeah. He, he falls through like a great... Like Eric has set up this thing for him to fall through, basically. Well, so, well, somehow, yeah. Well, because somehow he's he's like, all right, fuck all this, and it's basically like, how does he get like where he goes down to the catacombs? I, he's just walking through the the back part of the mall, and okay. he falls through a grate that Eric has sort of trapped because right. like gives, and he kind of does the comical mm-hmm. like coyote look at the camera, like, Whoa, and then drops through it, mm-hmm. which he doesn't really drop far at all, and could easily climb back out. But he's just like, oh, I'm in another layer of the mall. Let's see where this goes, and then it, that's how he ends up in the lair, and they have more Chuck Norris roundhouse kicking fights. <laughs> but yeah, they yeah. they try to paint. I mean, literally, they try to paint this like this is like the Paris catacombs. I mean, because like it's it's. It's weird how yeah. many sub levels of this fucking mall there are. It keeps going down. It just keep they're going to hit a fault line at some point. I mean, it's, I think they're tr- they're trying at, at that point. I think they're trying to do something sort of similar to the actual Phantom of the Opera. Probably they're trying to do one thing besides a burned face, similar. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a but. Uh, mm-hmm. under but a it's mall under though. a mall. Yeah. Like <laughs> no, <laughs> somehow. Wasn't part of the house supposed to still be there under oh his his dojo or whatever was supposed to be like his basement yeah. and like he just your basement was uh, three stories his underground or basement yeah. that doesn't make any sense either mm. well there, he was like my house was right here this yeah. is this, this, this right here this, this, is, this is my special spot I missed in that yeah. photo over there yeah many times so they have kicking fight. Yep. Yeah. And uh, um, he gets knocked out fight. Yep. Um, they run away. Yeah. And then somehow, like, 
she did they both in oh yeah they somehow they they both get away i this is where it well, get really fuzzy they they cross paths with Polly shore and what's her face because they're oh, like right. hey okay yeah. and then they they and they're like you know we got to go tell the mayor mm-hmm. what's up and they run and they're like hey mayor this is happening and the mayor's like oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah my gun, gun. is happening <laughs> <laughs> yep and they're like, ah, shit. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're evil, Mirror, this entire time. Yeah. Oh, fine. So, and then he just, I think he comes out of the same, like, air, air area where the, the dead guy fell through. And it's mm-hmm. just like, da-da! And, like, jumps into the scene from yeah, the ceiling. He does. And then, like... Punches photographer guy immediately. Punch, just, yeah. Like, yeah. he's going after her with the gun. He's like, I've got to save my girl. <laughs> but he's like, but fuck you, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then picks up Morgan Fairchild. Yes. Over his head. Yes. And tosses her ass out. Defenestrates her out like the third story office manager. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the yeah. Best part of this scene, though, is that Melody is standing there watching this. Mm-hmm. And really just kind of making an effort to stay out of the way instead of acting like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. He is about to throw Morgan, Fre- Morgan Freeman. Morgan Fairchild <laughs> out of this window. It was uh, a long way She's down. just sort of like, oh, well, dear. I should probably... Look out for the yeah. stunt. Uh, <laughs> Her reaction in the background is just fantastic yeah. because she's just like, "Huh? No, that's you wow. Sh- no, Eric, <laughs> is he suplexing her? <laughs> Backbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's much worse. <laughs> yeah. So stunt man goes flying off the third floor. Yeah. Just arms waving. Just good stunt fall. And lands like on this statue that was on a banquet table down mm-hmm. at the, the oh, super party. Doesn't she land on the um, on the model of the mall? Maybe Isn't that, that what maybe it was, that, it was yeah, that the new table, tower yeah. they were going to build. That's right. Yeah, yeah they're a mall yeah. tower. So her shit got impaled on that. Yeah. And, and again, most important man is just like. Well, everyone else God is there too. It. They're just kind of like, oh. Well, they're all still standing around, like, well, this yeah. is why would this happen? And this is no, unfortunate. This is what I love. <laughs> Nobody panics, and, and there's like, oh God, get me the fuck out of here, out of this shitty mall, until Polly Shore is now broken back into the place where they started with the cameras and everything. Yeah, and it's like gotten on the PA system. Is like, um, tension, buddies. <laughs> you might want to like totally get out of the mall because there's a bomb threat. Yep. Woo! Nobody panic, but yeah. there's totally a bomb in the mall. And that's when everyone's like, oh. I guess we should leave. Yeah. Yeah. The well, mayor we, getting impaled. Yeah. <laughs> Not meanwhile, enough. most interesting man's like, no, no, it's cool. We're, don't <laughs> yeah. worry about no, it. No, you guys are fine. We're good. Just hang out. It's all right. <laughs> I need to get your check first. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> Please just stay. Don't mind the dead mayor over there. <laughs> no, no. And there's no bomb. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Have you tried the pate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably fucking sure. And, me- and meanwhile, she has climbed out into the rafters. Yeah. You know, open like you know, four stories up for no fucking around on the, reason. No, no reason. reason. Yeah, and Eric's just like, really? Yeah, <sighs> and Eric's out there chasing her. Yeah, and and most interesting man has has made it up to the or no, a uh, photographer dude makes it up there first. Yeah, because she has gotten her way to a banner which is starting to rip, mm-hmm. and he gets on another part of the banner, grabs her, saves her, and then Eric's like, ah, oh, shit. So he has to sort of come back the other way, and that's mm-hmm. when most interesting man is there is like. Get out of my mall, you! Rawr, you. Yeah, and and he has Ken Foray shoot at him. Yeah, and eventually he hits he hits him in the good arm, the yes. non burned arm. <laughs> yeah, and so he drops and Eric's down. Like fuck. Yeah, he drops down onto the banner and then swings into most interesting man and defenestrates them both through a window of a, a the rough store. house. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The, yeah, the, the rough house. The rough, the rough house. house where they have some rough housing. <laughs> Well, it's because like they're they're fighting in this place called the Rough House. It's got it's got to be the same storefront as the paint store. It, in- it's hilarious <laughs> because like every other place is like a mostly a thing you've heard of in a mall, maybe not still around. Yeah, but this is like 
very shitty like painted yep. hand painted sign it's like huh this is yeah i wonder if that's not a real place <laughs> in a mall right because there's a display <laughs> for weed burners yep yeah flamethrowers uh, <laughs> flamethrowers <laughs> flame yeah. yeah. yes they put those conveniently next to the propane tank of yes, course that's yeah. the best place for that's them. the accessories the, the propane right. and propane yeah, accessories because right. dude is so just I'm pleading a... for his life he's just yeah. dude, i was like yeah. we can make a deal i'll I, give you I money have, and I have money yeah and I, you can what about have my it? wife morgan Fitch, <laughs> you oh, can have her you oh. murdered her <laughs> well i want my father i'll give her him your money and stuff and he's just like no and it's like Flame on. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> just, you did this to my face. Yes. Flame on. So sets that dude on fire. He falls back into the propane. Store fucking explodes. Yeah. Which sets Eric on fire again. Mm-hmm. So good job, Eric. <laughs> you had half a body that was okay. Doesn't he leap off of the off of that he second does, he, story? He comes out as the thing is exploding yeah. and he's on fire and he jumps I was over. born in the fire. <laughs> you, yeah. He's immune you to You only choose to visit here. <laughs> So he goes over the the railing as well. Yeah. Dead. So we get Flying Burning Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite festival. <laughs> yeah. And then but Polly Shore has meanwhile found a motorcycle with a sidecar. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. been like a gold wing with a sidecar. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, son of a bitch, we gotta get out of here. It's like, oh yeah, there's a bomb, remember? I yeah. told everybody there's a bomb. Yeah, and, and he's been riding around with the other girl. Yeah. And then they just come up on photographer guy and the girlfriend, and he's just like Come on. And and like his delivery is literally like Hey, the bomb's about to go off. We better get out of here. <laughs> right. Which cuts to a clock. Not, not, not like, get the fuck on the bike. <laughs> no. Just like, bomb you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, buddies. Uh, the timer, by bomb the way, was buddies. set to 31 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> really weird. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like you do. Just in case. <laughs> and they roll out of the mall. Then the mall entrance explodes. Mm-hmm. Screen filling mall. Model. Expl- yeah, but yeah. still. Eh, if you're going to blow something up, looked all right. Yeah, blow up the entrance way. Yeah. And it's just cut to... Well, first of all, Polly Shoulder's like, holy Crazy. shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I will give him credit that they did establish this entryway yeah, they did. in real life yes. so that the model, they could build the model to look just like it. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. yeah. Good on them. It, was, it wasn't out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So then it just cuts to paramedics and everybody there and they're just like, you know, oh. And then there's a shot of like Eric lying in the rubble. Yep. In Doesn't his eye twitch or something? I think it, that was the film freaking out. Because yeah, it was that or like the actor couldn't sit completely still, yeah. but it was never like, they never do the like, oh, he's still alive. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, you expect the gotcha, one of the eyes pops open something. or something, but no. No, just freeze frame and then. It's just like, oh yeah, we kind of assumed he and was And honestly, it kind of makes yeah. sense considering like how much Eric has lived through at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've really kind of Michael Myers him where it's like, yeah, you shot that guy a dozen times and <laughs> yeah. 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 he just kept coming. Yep. But now apparently he's dead and roll credits on a song <laughs> by the Vandals uh-huh. asking if there's a phantom in the mall. Yep. And lots of other stuff that pertains to the movie uh-huh. specifically. Yeah. I think we have a thing for this. <sighs> I don't want to give it a thing. I think it gets a thing. I think it has to get a star. Growth. I think by I definition, mean, even though that is not part of the proper movie, it's only during the credits. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it is, it's not it's, one of those that's only on the soundtrack. It does happen when there's film rolling. Yeah, yeah. and mean, it is narrating it, the damn movie. It does. I mean, if you think about, so, yeah, Stargrove, that song at the beginning of the yep. movie is just played over people doing gymnastics. True. Yeah, not pertinent so, at the time. I think we have to give Burning this a star Burning down Grove. a gallery, a star <laughs> grown. Yep, 
So it gets a start. Yeah. Considering that the, the lyrics in the song mention the, that they like the mayor's boobs, both yep, of them. Both of them. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. There are numerous references that this is not just a, yeah. hey, hey guys, write a song about like, a phantom in a mall. Go. This they was actually like, saw the movie. Yeah. It was like, okay, yeah, we'll put that in there and that in there and mm-hmm. that. So yeah, the mm-hmm. Stargrove by yep. definition. So it gets Stargrove. Uh-huh. Okay. A reluctance. Mm-hmm. Ah, the worst kind of Stargrove. Oh, you know that's going to be on the 2014 soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all getting for Christmas, Christmas bonus. Yeah. <laughs> so ratings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we do that. <sighs> I went first last week. Should I go again? I can. I can go. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I I saw this before, obviously, mm-hmm. a couple years ago for the Halloween thing, and uh, I liked it at that time. I thought it was pretty neat. Watching it again, it's it's weird. It's a lot a lot of missed opportunity stuff. It's like there's so many things that are set up to be really cool moments and they just fizzle. They just like that went nowhere. And and not not even the eyeball, which is just like a huge like opportunity missed, but just mm-hmm. like kills and and just violence and jokes and things. It's just like you need to really put a period at the end of that sentence. Just really drive home the thing that's happening and it's they never do. It's there there's like Okay, it's like there's this car chase and this crash and there's stunts and everything, but it's just, it's off a little bit. It's like, we kind of know how to make this, but we're not exactly sure. Mm. I like the movie. I like the idea of it. I like some of the, I, I love the characters in it. I think they're all kind of goofy. Uh, you know, the the finale is, is pretty good in terms of stunts and explosions and stuff. I mean, they, they blow up. Uh, I mean, obviously the fake storefront mm-hmm. was one thing, but there's an explosion on the third floor of this mall. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's an explosion there. That's not a set. That's part of the mall. They were just like, yeah, blow that up. Which is more than what Chopper was a goer. to do. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, come on in. Give us money. Put us on the map, please. I Sherman like the fact that, like, you know, our killer guy who's basically completely unredeemable at the end is wearing a blazingly <laughs> wearing a Nike shirt. It's yeah. like, anyone in Nike go, I don't think that's the image we want. I, think, I, don't, I don't think anybody from Nike I, saw I think it. at Probably the time not. it was just like, please put our shirt in your movie. Maybe. Was, I don't, that's knows. the way I didn't see was. a special thanks to No, Nike. I'm just... I no, mean, they all, just stole it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the implication. Yeah. That he's wearing you know things he stole at the sporting goods. Yeah, he's also wearing time. a sweet letter jacket the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> letter, M, M for murder. Yes. Mm-hmm. He lettered in murder. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give it two jocks. Um, if you'd asked me two years ago, I probably would have given it a higher rating because I think I gave it like three and a half stars. But yeah, it's it's... Man, I you just it it's just missing a level of something. It, it's just I don't want to say it's grossly incompetent because it's not, but it's like a lot of people who almost think they can make a movie and just everyone's just sort of falling short. I don't know if it's a confidence thing or just a budget thing, but mm-hmm. it's just everyone's just like selling it short just a little bit. Hmm. Um. Well, I'll go. I. I, I never try to directly compare to a movie, but I have to think about last week's movie and giving it two jocks. And I would rather, I, I look at it as like, I would rather watch that again. Dark and kind of incompetently made as it was. Um, there was a charm to it. And this one was like, yeah, you obviously have more money. You have a couple of people that I recognize at least now. Um, you know, so there's like, there's, there's just more production going on here and you're, you know, and you're in a real place that these real movies have been made. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it feels like it just feels like squandered opportunity after squandered opportunity, and I, I'm I'm making no bones about it. I hate the Phantom of the Opera story, so that that's winning no, you know, shining. Well, marks this stays far 
far, far away from it for the most part. So yes, yes. That should earn it some credit, maybe. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I, I think I have to give it a jocks. Do you jocks, just not like single people who live underground? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. They they don't deserve our love. Um, yeah, I think it's just a single jocks. I, I mean, I, I think it's still just barely on the side of recommend, but yeah, I look to, I mean, even, I don't know. I'd have to go back. I almost even say, like, watch Elves, as fucking terrible as that is. I almost say, like, watch that just for for the... Like, this is on that, that mediocre level that it's like, at least I could say go watch Elves because it's like, what the fuck is this movie? Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. this is just kind of like... Eh. And that's almost, well, that's al- that's almost a, a bigger crime. This one has a lot of craziness it doesn't commit to. Yeah. Right. Is what it is. It is that, you know, the eyeball thing doesn't pay off. Just the kills, It they've got some crazy ones early on but then they just don't bother anymore it's like i i don't know it's it's like they needed a better editor or something or they just needed somebody to decide how to get better takes out of that you know yeah or they needed extra takes or some i don't know which by the way same editor as hide and go shriek yeah. really? from last week so that's weird it was edited by hand mark manos yeah of fate but um <laughs> i I can only go. I'm. I'm only going one bag. I really. I found this really dull. And if this is the Phantom of, of the Opera story, like, who am I supposed to be rooting for anyway? Because to me, like, I didn't really like anybody in this movie. That's pretty much every adaptation of that I've ever found. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, because you, you sympathize because, with the Christine character in the original, but you know, like, you you sympathize with her because you kind of have to. But it's mm-hmm. like everyone's kind of a dick in the story. Yeah, but even. <laughs> Yeah, e- even her I just didn't like because this the girl they had playing her is was so detached from everything that you can't root for her. Right. The boyfriend, the photographer boyfriend guy just seems like an opportunist. And yep. yeah, they, they're just there's nobody to root for and I just found it dull and kind of boring and I kept wanting to check my phone like Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even, that guy, even having the most interesting man in the world didn't—they didn't do much with him either. No, because he just comes off as like an accountant who's got to work late. He's <laughs> oh, like, fuck yes. again. He was just that—he was just a guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can only go one bag. I, I, I can't really recommend it, but I didn't like hate it, hate it. So I do like that one scene where he apologizes to the girl in the store. Like, I'm sorry for my son. He's, you know, he's a terrible mm-hmm. person. And she's like, well, the fruit doesn't fall from the tree, and he's like, yeah, hey. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go one bags as well. Um, <laughs> Can't pluralize one bag. Yes, you can. Right. One jocks, one bags. Yeah. Um, it, And it's only because it just sort of teeters over into the, I'm probably not going to recommend this or ever watch it again or respond in any positive manner when anyone <laughs> mentions it. But I'm not going to, like, jump out of my chair and go, that movie was a shit pile. Um, <laughs> well, good. <laughs> but... It's it's just kind of sort of inoffensively flaccid is a good way to mm-hmm. for me to describe it, um, and I don't know. Like I would think that they would try, even if you don't like Phantom of the Opera, at least there's a little bit more of a story there than they sort of like. They tried to to make a sort of convoluted story. Mm-hmm. All they really would have had to do is just do a little, you know, like kidnapping in the basement, a little menacing, and yes, and set it in the mall. Um, yeah. Set the puree, <laughs> right? Yeah. Set three twenty-five for an hour and a half, and ding, movie. Ding. Yeah. 
pull some kills out and shake them on top, mm-hmm. you know. Salt to taste. Yeah, mm-hmm. salt to taste. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's it's sort of ineffectual in, in everything it tries to do. Um, I, I did like the fact that Mac's dad showed up and, and did some menacing. Sure. He's pretty good at that. Yeah. Long career of menacing, that mm-hmm. guy. Good on him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm realizing the big thing, one of the biggest problems is the title. Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Yeah. You know it's That's Eric. The, yeah. Right off the bat. Sure. And the way they filmed so much of it early on is, who is that? <laughs> Who's doing this? And it's yeah. like, you fucking told us in the title. It's Eric. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't give us, an, it, like, it doesn't create any suspense no. that they don't know. Cause... Yeah. So, like, if you're going to push all that aside, if you're not going to bother to build a suspense story about who it is, at least make the rest of the stuff kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't do that either. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see you sitting in a production meeting going, fuck that, we're not going to do a mystery, we're going to put that in the title, we're going to make everything else cool. Yeah. They just forgot to do that. So. Oh, well. Yep. How about we take a break? What do you say? I. All right, welcome back. Hey, Bamcast, second half. Second, second half. Second, second half. So spooky. Spooky movies. Oh, too spooky. <laughs> um, Spoopy. All right, movies. Somebody talk about them. Yeah. Man. I got one real quick. All right. It's a Bamcast movie. Oh. Yeah, Bamf. I watched Leviathan. Oh, oh Leviathan. Leviathan. I rewatched Leviathan. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Leviathan a bunch. But uh, hadn't seen it in like seven years. And mm-hmm. the Blu-ray came out and I was like, I'm going to revisit Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of go back and forth on that movie. And this time I was like, that movie's all right. Yeah. How is, how is the Blu-ray? It, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, looks really great. There's a bunch of extra stuff on it. Mm-hmm. They talked to Ernie Hudson, who was, you could tell was super pissed off about being killed off at the end of that movie. <sighs> yeah. uh, how is, uh, is it a shout factory? Yeah. So it's going to be good. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth on that movie all the time. It's like, ah, oh, this is a missed opportunity. It sucks. And then it's like, yeah, there, but there's nothing else really like it. So that's something. And I, I don't know. It's it, it, it's super serious. It takes itself super serious. So there's not a, a mm-hmm. kind of like cheesy fun factor to it. But like when it was over, I was like, you know what? They're not making movies like this anymore. There's yeah. no underwater monster movies. They did them all that summer and then that was it. Mm-hmm. And so in that regard, it's like of the three that they made, this one's all right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, to me, and what I remember of it is, it's kind of like I almost wish they had switched Peter Weller and um, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, Ernie like, Hudson. I, I kind just, of a better I just leading did man. not like. Uh, I did not like Peter Weller in that movie. Yeah, and I seem to remember saying that a lot on the podcast about it. Yeah, that he's just he just had no charisma or interest in it. It felt like, and that's what kills that movie for me is you need somebody who's going to command everything. Right. You know, that's why the thing works as well as it does is Kurt Russell just kind of takes over. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, but it's all right. It's it's middle of the road, decent, good. Mm-hmm. It's not great. It's not terrible. Yeah. And the Blu-ray is nice. And there's some fun creature effects in that one. Yeah, you don't really get to see them a lot. Yeah. They're, they're really sporadically used. And, mm-hmm. But there there's like an hour's worth of interviews with all the special effects guys talking about how that production was a fucking nightmare. 
because I can imagine there was like a writer strike and they were like, we got to go to Spain or wherever it was to film this oh. movie and nothing's ready. And the director is just making up shit every five minutes that we have to build. So yeah, that, 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 that's the best part of the disc. The effects guys talking about mm. it. So yeah. Cool. While we're on quick movies, I watched the, um, I know that voice documentary, which I believe Harlow was speaking about mm-hmm. at some point in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I don't remember things. Um, I really, really liked that. Um, it was a little bit, less uh sort of less involved in the process and more involved in the people which is not a bad thing but it wasn't exactly what i was expecting um but they they cover a lot of things that a lot of people don't know about that industry and um it's a it's sort of a it's good to put faces to the voices and it's um if you're at all interested in the sort of voice acting industry and how how much more difficult it is than it seems to make it seem not difficult. Um, and just how talented some of these people are. It's, it's a, it's a good watch. It's fairly, fairly quick as well. So give it a watch. It's on Netflix. That is all. Cool. Excellent. It's my best review so, of anything ever. Speaking of something on Netflix. Yeah. First three screen movies are on Netflix. Hey, oh, yeah. how about that? Yeah. Huh? So I ended up watching all four screen movies and I think Chuck, Ended up watching all four Scream movies as well. I did. Yeah. Last minute, I was like, Mackie's doing it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. It felt like it was time for a revisit. Yeah, it did. Because I, I had not seen four. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen any of them basically since the 2000s, I believe. Or, or like late 90s when they came out. Mm-hmm. And I guess the Scream 3 had come out in 2000. But uh, yeah. Um, I like Scream even more than I originally liked it. I will agree with that. I think that is a really, really well-structured whodunit that's not really a horror movie, but it has horror movie stuff in it. But I think that's way more of a whodunit murder mystery than an actual horror horror film, you know, aside from that first opening scene, which is still, like, the best scene in that movie. Mm. (laughs) Like, that movie starts with the best scene in it, and it's just that whole, the whole Drew Barrymore thing is pretty much flawless. Like, it's amazing filmmaking. And then the rest of the movie, just... I can't think of many movies I know of that use red herrings better than that movie. It does embrace the red herrings. Yeah. Like, Henry Winkler, like, and and the sound design in that, too, is so good. (laughs) Like, the sound design in that movie is, like, stabbing sounds like the worst possible thing that can happen to you. It's a a weird, splooshy, Uh, crunchy sound. Yeah. Like stabbing a paint can full of just jello yeah, mush. <laughs> I want to know what sound effect they use for Henry Winkler's scissors when he's cutting up the mask and he's like oh, yeah. disciplining the two kids because yeah. it's just like shing, 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 shing. It's, yeah. it's just like this horrifying sound. It's like, oh my God, you're like, it sounds like you're rubbing two machetes together or something. <laughs> kind of does. That's, that's actually what it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wouldn't yeah. doubt it. Nobody rubs machete together. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I liked, I, I, this was the first time I ever could i could ever say i liked scream this mm-hmm. scream has always been a movie that bugged the shit out of me um i think having put about 10 years between viewings and going back and watching it i i still think that i still think the twist is bullshit uh but i i give that movie a lot of credit i give it credit for that opening scene because i think mm-hmm. it's really well done the movie obviously is genre defining because of everything that happened to mm-hmm. horror after it because it it literally changed the entire genre until zombies went crazy. Mm. Like everything that came out after scream was 
kind of like how Die Hard changed action movies. Mm-hmm. Scream did that to horror movies. It was just like, oh, it's Scream with these attractive teenagers doing yeah. this thing, and here's the cold open kill of a famous person, and blah blah blah. I mean, it, it everyone did it. Mm-hmm. Most of them were written by Kevin Williamson. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it was just a factory at that time. Um, but man, just like everyone in that movie is just repulsive to look at. I just, I can't stand half that <laughs> cast. Matthew Lillard and 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 Skeet Ulrich, uh, who hadn't grown into his face yet, and Jamie Kennedy. I just, I just want to throw them all into a volcano. I just, I can't. St- anytime they would show up on camera, <laughs> I was just wow. like, Good lord, just get on with this. And I. I was impressed what do those by poor people do to you. They're just I don't like looking at them. It's All just, right. ugh. But at least they keep they do keep the Jamie Kennedy to a minimum. I for some reason had this memory of him being in the whole fucking thing, and he's really not. He's really not in any of them that much. Yeah. So for him to have become a star from that stuff, yeah, and really not have been in them that much, that's that's pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I liked I, for some reason Henry Winkler just really tickled me this time for some reason. Like. He gets he makes an announcement at one point where he starts it by saying, "Remember, your principal loves you." Yep. And then goes on to do his announcements. I'm like, "Well, that's odd." <laughs> he, he has this weird relationship with the kids. It, it's never mm-hmm. really fully fleshed out, but it's hinted at that it's kind of weird and creepy and gross. Mm-hmm. And that for some reason amused the hell out of me. So, um, yeah, I, I can I can give Scream a lot of credit. Yeah. Finally, I, I there's so much like they just. I think they do just about everything right. Like, I think that the structure of that script is pretty close to flawless mm-hmm. in my book because it doesn't feel like anything's wasted. And I think that all the all the talk about movies is part of the fun misdirection of it. Like, it doesn't be... it's It becomes too easy. Like, it's strangely timed because the flow of the movie leads you to go, okay, it's going to be this guy. Mm-hmm. And then they point out yeah, everybody probably thinks it's this guy because that's the way it works. Yeah. And then you're like, well, then it's probably not that guy. You know, like it seems to fun, like, and four works a lot that way too. And it's in similar ways where it's like, it gets you to that point. It like, it strings you along here. And then it's like, yeah, are you sure about that? You know, like it consciously yeah. reminds you. And I think that's how, that's why I don't mind the self-referentialness of mm-hmm. it. You know, I mean, it goes a little too far near the end, especially yeah. when they're, you know, when they get into the whole motivation for why everything's happening. Right. But God, when I, I had forgotten that they give the moment where Sydney gets to talk on the phone with the killer and mm. the killer doesn't know where she is. And that was like, that was like the most cathartic moment in that movie for me. I was like, fuck yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just like getting to tell these fuckers off yeah. is just fantastic. But yeah. yeah. And, and I like that even though you don't know the killer's motivation, there are enough hints to see who it is. I can agree. Going back and watching it, knowing what I knew. Yeah. 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 Whereas, whereas, and that's, that's, that's the problem with the later ones. Yeah. I think, especially, especially two. I talking about two, two has the two best scenes in the series Mm -hmm. is the car crash scene where they have to climb out of the back seat is so fucking good. Yep. And then the sound booth scene, is almost as good, but they, they just, they play so well. Yeah. I can, I just remember, okay. It's, it's weird about the first one, how, how especially noticeable it is now, how shoehorned, uh, David Arquette's survival at the very Mm -hmm. end of that movie is. Oh yeah. He was supposed to die. Yeah. How you can very tell they were like, Oh, people liked him. Let's put him back in there. Uh, how like no one else acknowledges it. it. It's weird how that happens. Uh, 
I remember in the theater when he got stabbed in the first one, people were like, oh, man. And that was mm-hmm. the only time anyone gave a shit about mm-hmm. anyone that died. In the second one, that sound booth scene, I thought people were going to fucking riot. I was at that movie opening night, and I thought people were going to lose their goddamn minds when that happened. They were so angry. I've mm-hmm. never seen people so attached to a character before in these things to not want to see them die. That's fascinating to me. And the way that crowd reacted was just made that movie a lot more fun. Um, I love two. I, I, I think two's really, I like two's two. fantastic. I used to say two is the best one. And I don't think that it's the second best one mm-hmm. only because of that ending. But I think two as a horror movie is much better. Yeah. Like it's, there's much more suspense. The setups are better. And in my theater, the whole Randy thing was when people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like people <laughs> right. could not believe that that had just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And the setup for that scene is so good, too. That's pretty good. You know, like, like the probably three of the best scenes in the series are in that movie. Two, for me, seems just so well thought out. Like, everything, even, like, the whole backstory motivate, like, it doesn't feel like a cheap sequel at all. It really feels like it was almost made, like, they had it in mind already. The, mm-hmm. Like, the whole arc with Cotton is genius to me and how they use that character throughout to really mm-hmm. kind of distract you and, and, and make you wonder what exactly his whole motivation is because on the surface, he's acting like, you know, kind of a, just sort of a like publicity hound nerdy mm-hmm. guy, but the movie is telling you, no, that guy is up to something. Yeah. The, and that's happening the whole time. And that, that is such a great bit of misdirection that entire time. And then coupling that with the whole, Jerry O'Connell probably has to be in on this because mm-hmm. Sydney's he's never going to too perfect. Yeah, and and she's just never going to be able to have a boyfriend again. So obviously, yeah, he's in on it. Mm-hmm. He's just too happy and smiley. Obviously, he's connected to this somehow. I just think the misdirection in that movie is so good. Uh, the fact that all the film referencing stuff is kept to the characters in the film studies group, mm-hmm. and it's not everybody doing it. Yeah, I appreciate that because it feels more natural. Um, and then that movie is just like everywhere you turn. There's another person where you're just like, holy shit. If you were on the WB in the late 90s, <laughs> there was something in your contract that said, hey, you get to be in Scream 2. Yeah. Holy God. Because, yeah, like, <laughs> I had forgotten ha- like I had forgotten half the people in that movie. I was like, oh, yeah, Jerry O'Connell's in this. Oh, yeah, Timothy, Timothy Oliphant's in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar's in this. Oh, yeah, Joshua Jackson's in this. <laughs> yep. Oh, and there's David Warner. What the fuck? I know. Yeah. yeah. But... The opening to that movie, the opening, the cold open, mm-hmm. is fucking terrible. Y- yes, that is the worst one out of all of them. That one is fucking terrible. It is overall the worst cold open on many different levels. Uh, on yeah. acting premise, it is just dumb. It, it's it, like when I saw that, I was like, "Oh no, I've misremembered this movie because mm-hmm. I don't remember this being this bad." Yeah, but that, yeah. that was my reaction too. I was like, I knew I didn't like it because I the the oh god i'm dying thing like it's just like oh my really but yeah. it played even worse this time watching it's, it it's bad and and the scary movie parodies have not helped some of those scenes yeah because like when there's a bad scene in scream scary movie has made fun of it mm. and made it really dumb so that that didn't help but yeah, yeah. i my my only real problem with scream 2 is the reveal at the end literally no way to predict that yeah all you can do is go it's probably that person because they've been around too much. You know, it's like one of those like yeah. process of elimination things. Like it's probably them, but I don't see why. And yeah, you would never know why. 
No. Because it comes out of the blue. Yeah. I mean, like, one of them you could kind of guess. The other's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. The, but, like, the and precedent the first one set, where it's just like, you were not going to guess this, mm-hmm. is made that okay for me. Because I stopped trying to figure them out. Mm-hmm. Like, the first one was like, okay, the movie's like, fuck you, you're not going to figure it out. So by the time the second one came out, I was just like, well, let's just see where this goes. Yeah. Let's just give everyone no hope of ever figuring it right. out. Right. Yeah. 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 But, man, the late 90s barfed all over that soundtrack that movie is feels so dated like so it like the first one doesn't feel even remotely as dated as that one does. they didn't have the soundtrack the, budget yeah the only thing that feels dated about the first one is billy is a prime suspect from the cops because he owns a cell phone yes because <laughs> they're apparently like that's so weird to think about now yeah but you know 18 years ago it was like you have a cell phone what yeah. the, what are you why doing do you have a cell <laughs> why phone? would you have a cell phone <laughs> yeah 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 but I think the somewhat indie nature of the original one soundtrack helped it because indie mm-hmm. songs have a longer shelf life. Oh, absolutely, than pop songs. yeah. Because they're not. Trendy, I mean, having Nick Cave are... be a prominent song and it's like, okay, yeah. well, that holds up. Yeah, <laughs> and I kind of like that they're playing that song in the theater at yeah. the beginning of Scream too. That like that has become the the Scream the the, yep. the stab song or whatever. So, uh, Scream Three, Scream Three is terrible. That movie can fuck right off. Yeah. I, I've never I turned on a franchise so hard. I had forgotten <laughs> almost everything in that movie. And it's because everyone is either filler or unlikable mm-hmm. throughout. Yeah. And it never feels like the main characters are in any danger. No. Until the very, very, very end. Yeah. That- and the physical confrontation at the very end is the only thing that got me like, okay, like, like there's, there's a weird, like Wes Craven seems to understand how much to let your main character get beat up, but also how much to let them fight back enough mm-hmm. yeah. to give hope. Cause you know, I, I don't like when, you know, even in like action movies or whatever, where the, where your invincible main guy is suddenly just getting his ass kicked and is never fighting back at any point. Mm-hmm. Like the screen movies never fall into that, which is good. Like I, like I like throughout that the killer kind of gets his ass kicked Yeah, throughout that movie. The Routinely. only problem is they never get bruises or, no. you know, you're never like, Oh, yeah. Only the car crash one is the only thing that kind of shows yeah, any that, of that. That has a lingering effect. Yeah, that's yeah. the only one. Uh, otherwise, everyone's like, I'm not bruised. You didn't kick me in the face. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Scream 3 has that Jay and Silent Bob cameo that's like, what the fuck is this doing in this movie? The, the whole thing feels like a DVD extra. Which, it, which one came out first, Scream 3 or Jay and Silent Bob Strike Scream Back? Scream 3. Okay, so because yeah. there was that weird... Yeah. yeah, we'll be in yours and you be in ours thing. They were probably all on the same set at the same time, and it was just. But yeah. I, I know it doesn't make it right. I'm no, just, no, no, no. But yeah, that's that was the trend at the time. Was just like mm-hmm. let's cross all these streams, uh, which you don't do. Scream three. I mean, the the opening sequence is fine from like a filmmaking standpoint. I think kind of. It's okay. the The structure of it, except for the device that oh, the voice changing device, that motherfucker. Is, that is horseshit of uh, the nth degree, and is it's the biggest screenwriting cheat possible. Sure, uh, is when you have something that can imitate anybody's voice perfectly, yeah. and you just turn a switch, and yes. suddenly, okay, including dead people, which yeah. really how whatever. Uh, I I think technically speaking, that cold open is fine. But fuck that movie right off the bat for what they did. Yeah. Ha- just no. <laughs> yeah, and they waste Patrick Warburton too. I don't know. I don't know if they waste him. I don't. I don't know. Just that whole cast. I mean, like Parker Posey is just like a cartoon in that movie. 
It's yeah. like, what are you doing? That was that weird period where she was like in real movies for a brief mm-hmm. period of time. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And she's just running around like a cartoon, just like, Wah! you know, it's like, I, no one in this movie is, I mean, it, hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then the reveal, oh my, <sighs> it's a lie. That movie lied. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is like, a, there's no way to predict the ending of two. There is no way to predict the ending of three whatsoever. No, even if you ever. figure it out, they throw you a misdirection like, nope, it couldn't possibly be that guy, and here's why. And then they're like, it's that guy anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's a character they show dead. <laughs> yes, that someone checks their pulse. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this person is clearly dead. Yeah. And that's never <laughs> explained or anything. So no, no. Yeah. Fuck that movie. Yeah. I, I do like, there's one clever bit in the end of that movie that, that kind of wins me over just a touch. And it's when he throws the knife at Dewey and instead of it stabbing him and hits him mm-hmm. in the head on the blunt end of the knife. Yeah. I think that's great I, because that could theoretically happen. Every time mm-hmm. someone throws a knife in a movie, it always kills them. Yeah. This is just a great, like, well, 50, 50 chance it hit him in the head on the blunt end. Ha ha. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. The weird thing about Dewey throughout these mm-hmm. is the first movie, I think, is incredibly underrated for how good he is in that movie. He's the best character like, in people, that movie. Like, you know, people think of David Arquette, and they think that he's got this goofy, weird thing going on. But <laughs> I think it really, in that first movie, it works exactly for that character. Yeah. As each movie goes on, it feels like he's doing some impersonation of the character from the previous movie. Well, yeah, because what was happening was, at the time, David Arquette was a goofball. Yeah. But he kind of tried to become a more serious actor as time went on. Unfortunately, the character is still supposed to be kind of a goofball. Mm-hmm. So he's he's trying to imitate himself at a younger age being goofy. Yeah. And he'd matured past that. So it's it's odd to watch. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, fuck Scream 3. And then that plays on that Creed song in the end. Fuck you. <laughs> Just fuck right off. <laughs> yeah. And then Scream 4. Yeah. First time seeing Scream 4. My, mine too. I enjoyed it. Well, I mean, coming right off of Scream 3, that helps. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> that Absolutely. helps a lot. Yes. Because it does get very much back to basics. And because everything's a remake these days, they acknowledge it. Hey, this is a remake. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> this one's hard to talk about. Because the reveal comes way earlier than... The other movies, like the other movies, it's like reveal, kill the killer, end of the movie. Yeah. And this one goes on for a while after they show who's doing everything. Mm -hmm. But I think it goes a little too crazy with all that. Like it gets to a point where it's just like, even the killer's got to know that this isn't going to work. Like this. Yeah. You can't magic this away anymore. You know, like. Yeah. Just put your arms up. You're, you're done. Surrender. It's over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and that's kind of the problem with it, but I kind of liked the characters that they had introduced in this one. Mm-hmm. I didn't find them as you know, like as obviously as off-putting as 3 was cuz 3 I hated everybody in it. Right. But they're certainly not as instantly likable as so many in 2 are. But uh, I like I like the idea of Dewey as the sheriff mm-hmm. this time and handling the investigation though. Something that you pointed out is Gail is the bad news bears of the Scream movies. <laughs> yes. She Every totally time she is. gets a heart, by the next movie, they've rebooted that and she's just a bitch again who will stop, step on anybody, even her own husband. Yeah. She has to be retaught how to be a human being. <laughs> yeah. 
Just like the Bad News Bears have to relearn how to play baseball every fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> but that is so, like, she's really weird in that movie. And the plastic surgery is so obvious and it's so disappointing. Because there's a part where she smiles near the end. And I was like, ah, she has a moment. Horrifying. She has a moment in that where she's trying to hide. And I think she's trying to motion to someone with her face. Mm-hmm. But her face doesn't move because yeah. it can't. So it's like, did you CGI something on her face to make it move? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it's it's unfortunate. I I, I didn't care for Scream Four that much. I, I didn't hate it. I, I just it felt wholly unnecessary to me. Like, I for for everyone to be involved with it, like mm-hmm. for Kevin Williamson to want to write it, to Wes Craven to want to direct it, to the surviving cast wanting to come back and do it. I was thinking, man, this better be just a bang up idea. This just better be like, man, we picked out these little details in the first three movies and we're going to just blow it wide open. It's mm-hmm. all the, it's going to blow your mind. And it was just like, eh, this could kind of be anything. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was a bummer to me. And the reveal, it pissed me off for real world physics things that, mm-hmm. that I shouldn't have latched onto like I did. But I was just like, there are people in this movie who are midgets. And there's no, I was just ruling them out based on like real world height. I was mm-hmm. just like, nah, these people, it, it's obviously not these people. They're midgets. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's dumb. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, they, I enjoyed it more than you did. I think yeah. they used the red herrings best since the first one. Mm-hmm. I think that the reveal doesn't come as a total surprise, though the motivations are somewhat surprising, but I think that's the most interesting part. And it's kind of sad that it gets brushed away yeah, pretty quickly right after that to just be like, all right, it's evil time. Well, yeah, it was almost like the motivation was like, oh, this movie has something to say. There's yeah. some social commentary here. And then it was just like, nope, murder time. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, we just need to go crazy again. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I still, I think it was worth watching. I think I enjoyed, I enjoyed Scream 4. We'll see what I think later. But man, that one scene with, the cops is like where did that come from <laughs> that's yeah i remember yeah that was odd that was really odd like it's, this is it's out of totally place. doesn't fit with those movies no no it doesn't no so that's still that's the scream scream quadrilogy and apparently mtv is making a scream series now like a show it's but mtv Ghostface, so it's not relevant at all yeah to anything was gonna ever say. again and not to yeah. us but yeah, Billions mm-hmm. of kids will watch that shit. It's so. the WCW. Yeah. It doesn't count. Uh, it, that's a thing. Nope. It totally happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so. real quick, I yep. watched Halloween after that. Rob Zombie's Halloween? No. Oh. The original John Carpenter oh. good Halloween. Oh, yeah. I've never seen the remake, and I don't think I ever will. But Halloween for me works perfectly as its own little thing. But, like, it is... I, I You know, you get how influential it is when you watch it, mm-hmm. and... I had forgotten how many long takes are in that movie. You know, obviously there's the opening point of view thing. Yep. That, you know, it, that in itself is so good because you're just waiting and waiting and waiting, waiting. And that's what that movie is. That movie is all about patience. Yep. That movie is all about this dread that builds from waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just like Michael Myers just standing in this you know, behind the station wagon, just staring at Jamie Lee Curtis. And you're like, ah, yeah. And it just, it gets on bare. I mean, it takes almost an hour before something starts to happen. And nowadays they would never let that happen. Of course not. But that's why that movie is still yeah, really like good. Like scream Four, a couple of the kills that are in there were added later yeah. because 
there were no kills for like half an hour. Right. You know, and like nowadays, modern fucking producer would be like, um, you've gone like 30 pages in the script <laughs> and it's just chicks talking about babysitting. <laughs> are you going to, are you going to fix that? Yeah. He's got to kill somebody, right? But yeah. And Donald Pleasance, man. <sighs> That guy, that guy acted his blood pressure into that movie. Every <laughs> line he delivers is like, yep. no, <laughs> you don't understand. Yep. The, the guy way, is evil. The way that dude says evil is just the best uh, thing. Evil. <laughs> yeah, and then the look at the end is so great, and apparently it was like there were two takes they did. Mm-hmm. Where one was him just like completely shocked, and the other one was him like, "Yep, I kind of figured that was going to happen." Yeah, and they went with the "Yep, I kind of figured that was going to happen" look. Yep, and it's so good. Yeah, Donald Pleasance. I mean, he's vastly underrated for what his career path was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's so good in so many things. It's just usually the things he's in are terrible, but that dude elevates whatever he's in mm-hmm. for the most part. Oh yeah. Yeah, but that movie's still a classic. Still just... I love the patience of that and Alien. Th- those two movies, you realize just nothing happens for like an hour. Yeah. And it makes the, se- the what happens afterwards so much better. I agree. But, yeah. So, Harlow. Oh, uh, what? Now that we're done talking Sorry, about all these movies. Sorry, we monopolized the podcast for so long. Um, eh. I watched the Final Destination series. All five. Wow. There are five of those? There are five yeah. of those. Well, wait. There's four and then the final destination. That's four. Four yeah. is the final destination? The, f- the final destination it's is the four. The Fast and the Furious. And then final, <laughs> then final destination five Two is final the final. Two final four destination. <laughs> okay. Finally. All right. I'm going to make it easier for you in a second. Um, the original one is still a really good movie. Yes. Um, that is a real movie that, you know, of course, spawned four sequels, as, as is what to do in a lot of horror movies. You know, you, the- have, you have to have one good original movie. Yes. Can I just interrupt on. you sure. real quick because I don't really know that I know anything about Final Destination. Okay. Isn't like the conceit of the first one that um, you just can't escape death and you're going to die Basically. regardless yes. of okay. that? Death is going to get you. Yeah. Right. Um, the conceit is in every single movie, well, somebody yeah. is, 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 is in a situation where uh, some, some kind of tragedy is about to happen. Um, they have a flash of it happening. And then they're like, they come out of it and it hasn't happened yet. And they're like, oh, fuck, we have to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So there's always one person that's presented this vision of the, you know, very, very near future, usually like two minutes before it happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Bad things are about to happen. So first one, it's a plane crash. Their kids are about to go to Paris for a field trip. And um, one kid flips out. Yeah. Devin Sawa, who disappeared off the face of the fucking planet. But yeah, um, yeah he did. Um <laughs> Basically, like, is like he has this vision and is like, and grabs his like best friends and you know a couple other people kind of come along because they're like, the fuck is wrong with this kid? And they all kind of get kicked off the plane. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then basically, the, it's basically just it's it's the sequel of like the same thing just keeps happening and happening with very little uh, variation. So it kind of becomes like that saw thing and Friday the Thirteenth thing where it's just like. All right, so what are they going to do this time? What are the crazy kills they're yeah. going to come up with this we have time? To get more elaborate. Yeah, and okay. so you know you can't go into the series expecting something new, um, you know, because you're basically going to get more or less the same movie every single time. Yeah, and there there are new casts in each one, right? Um, yes, I mean for the most part, yes. Yeah, for the most um, part. yeah, because uh, it it's not like 
I won at the most of those movies. It's not like right. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah, you, Final death. I win. Destinations about yeah. You're all gonna die. Death yeah. is gonna get you. <laughs> yeah. So um. So the first one happens, and you know, and they they felt they also figure out that not only is death going to get you, what no matter what you do, you're also going to die in the order that you died in. They come up with these strategies of like, well, if I can somehow escape a death and it's going to skip me, it might come back around to me, but I can kind of know that it's coming. So they keep doing, they keep messing around with that thing of like, maybe I can skip it for now mm. and come back to it later. <laughs> um, and yeah, so there, there's that, that's the basic mythology of the series. So the first one is still a pretty damn good movie. It has shocking things happen, you know, because mm. it's, it's new and it's fresh. The second one is 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 really quite good even though it's strange because it has like almost a directive video feel to it yeah um like it's it's very strange because like it, i don't think it is it's no, just it's it, not. there's just not something the about the movie that is like feels like a directive video sequel like the title sequence is lame and like i i don't know it's like it's mostly people you've not heard uh heard of one character from the first one comes back mm-hmm. um actually two um tony todd is like this kind of thread that runs yeah, throughout the entire right. yeah. entire series um in some that. way shape or form it's kind of hinted at that maybe he is death but it's never really said i mean yeah he plays the coroner in the first one and right. you know kind of gives them you know spooky leads you know just like <laughs> this you know yeah it's just kind of like <laughs> yeah just kind of like well maybe it's this because you know you can't cheat death all right later you know mm-hmm. um so He's kind of that not voice of reason, just voice of mystery, perhaps. So the second one's pretty good, and you know, it, it's a very much a, just a plain old sequel. Um, three I liked just because the cast became more likable. I mean, uh, Mary Elizabeth Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the um, main uh, final girl, the, the main girl that's in <laughs> yeah. this one. So I mean, it helps that the cast is likable. Um, you know, like wasn't so, that the. <sighs> If I remember right, that was the one where the kills got really ludicrous. They like there's there's the some pretty ludicrous ones. One. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty ludicrous ones throughout the whole thing. Um, yeah. Is three the roller coaster one? Yeah, three. Okay. Sorry. Okay, so if you want to know what the what the um, you know obviously it's not really spoilery because it's the first scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. First one's a plane crash. The second one um, is a is a horrific like road accident. Yeah. Like a logging truck. Yeah, nightmare. like <laughs> yeah, like a logging truck. Like logs fall off and yeah. start you know just cause this giant pileup. Um, third one is the roller coaster. Yeah, they're at this like shitty amusement park, and the roller coaster goes off, and you know the mm-hmm. rails, and everybody dies. Mm-hmm. So they're all centered around one event, yeah. one event that that okay. triggers this, and then some people all, like cheat. Yeah. It. They're like, "Oh God, something's bad going to happen." They get out, and then death is like, "No, motherfucker, yeah. I'm coming get for you." you. The yeah. fourth one is not like a NASCAR race. Yep, fourth car. one is a fucking NASCAR race. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're at this <laughs> shitty fucking track that is full of people. So not, AKA just about every NASCAR. Well, track. I mean, but like, I mean, like, we're talking like before it even happens. Like, they're looking up and like the sta- the grandstands are crumbling. Like, the concrete is cracked. Mm. And anyway, so it's just like this elaborate crash that basically causes the whole fucking place to implode. Mm-hmm. Sweet, good. Um, <laughs> so I'll just I'll go ahead and mention like I like three. It, it's starting to get kind of trite by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a weird order because um, I think it's the same director from one and three. Like the guy came back for three, yeah, and then it was like a different person for two that may have come back for the one. I can look. Real it was fast. like X Files people involved yeah. in this. 
Maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Two, two, and four are the same director, which is weird because, like I said, um, t- Final Destination two and the Final Destination, which is four. Yeah, is David R. Ellis, who's the guy that made like Snakes on a Plane and some mm-hmm. other pretty okay. good stuff. Like I said, I like two, but there's just there's like something off about it the whole time where it just has that like almost directed video feel. Yeah. Um, three is good because the cast is likable. Four is by far the worst one. Um, just straight out. I mean, it's got. A couple of interesting things that happen here and there, but it is just uninteresting from the word go. Mm-hmm. Like just dull. Just like by that point, I was just like, I'm almost checked out of the series, and like, and it's. But the funny thing is, that it's the one that made the most money because it was the first 3D one. Oh right, mm-hmm. right. So everyone was like, oh, all the crazy kills. I got to go see that in 3D, and then yeah. they kind of made the shittiest movie of all of them. That's usually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let me get to five because I actually really, really liked five. Um, five is. Uh, the the accident is um corporate team is like going on a retreat or something and anyway essentially they end up on a uh, suspension bridge and they're doing construction on the bridge and something happens and there's a bridge collapse mm-hmm. so that's that's the basic conceit but like there are little things that by this time it's like it was good that they introduced some new things to the to the possibilities of what could happen because the the guy who gets the vision actually saves his girlfriend yeah like he, he like gets her to like the part of the bridge that isn't going to collapse and then gets killed himself. Oh. And, and so it's like, Spoiler so he's, alert. well, it's the first five minutes of the movie, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, he actually saves someone and is like, so yeah, you know, he realizes this at a certain point. He's like, wait, I saved you. You're not even on the list. Why are you even, you know, should get away from me kind mm-hmm. of thing. So like, it's like a whole new thing of like, you're probably safe because oh, you know, okay. I didn't see you die. Yeah. Whereas everyone else has always been like, I grabbed these people off that and they were all going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of a twist. And, um, I'm not going to give away the the even bigger twist that's in it, but the cast is fairly likable. Um, they they bring up some new things, and I I actually really ended up liking five. Um, is there like universe building in this? Like maybe they're kind of trying like, to... I don't. They might go back to I don't. It, There's it, a series gonna that's gonna happen on MTV. MTV. Oh, an MTV final yeah. destination. Yeah. Sweet, <laughs> it's possible. The scream final destination hour. <laughs> Finalist destination. Yeah, I, oh. it, it's just strange. Like I said, I was surprised that I like five. So you as much think as you I can final? Which which of these is David Keckner in? That's five. Okay, I just remember seeing him in the trailer, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Man, that guy will do anything. Just mm-hmm. throw three hundred dollars in a script yeah, at him." That and director just... made Into the Storm, by the way. Which one? Uh, Stephen the guy Quayle? from Five. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. All right. So I will also say, not only not only were they 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 pushing the boundaries of like, okay, we can't just do the same exact shit again. Mm-hmm. Like we might have to introduce some new things. Um, five is the first time out of all of the multitude of crazy kills that they have done. Where I was like, I am not fucking watching this. Oh, <laughs> really? this one is I, I hand so in front it's of the one eyes. of those things you see coming. And oh, like, absolutely! Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well, one has that one with Sean William Scott and the train and like the piece of metal that's teetering. I remember in the theater, people were losing the the build for that. People oh, yeah, were losing good. their minds at that. They yeah. were just like, oh god. Oh, this one when you as soon as you realize what's happening, you're like. Fuck no. <laughs> I can't believe you're about to do this. God damn it. Like, for me, anyway. I mean, it's my mm-hmm. thing. It's sure. just yeah. my personal, like, I was like, well, and fuck. <laughs> doesn't, one of them has an amazing bus kill, if I remember right. Uh, that's one, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that. I think that's the birth of the stealth bus, really. Yes. <laughs> the birth yeah. of the stealth bus. <laughs> God, that's oh man! Every I always joke about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're if you're if you're glutton for the you know the Friday the Thirteenth, like how's Jason going to murder somebody next? These are the you know these picked up the, mm-hmm. the, the that slack you know mm-hmm. so there's that. Um, like I said, and what Five actually does, it's like they came to the table and were like, we could end the series. We got some ideas. 
this might be the end. I think it's I think it's the end. I don't know. You the never final, know. You must not have made enough money. Well, like that's years. four. You know, mm-hmm. five is the one I think could is is a good ending. But you know, who knows? There's okay. it doesn't have to be the ending. It's just like you know, you really tie the room together well here <laughs> when it's you want to stop here. But yeah. go ahead. I like I don't I don't want to say anything else. I've seen one and two. I, I need to see the rest of them. Yeah, I was three, kind of like I said, three is is held together simply by the cast. Yeah. You know, having Ramona Flowers in the lead, it's like mm-hmm. I I like you and I like the friends you brought along. So <laughs> I, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. And four is just you know, almost skippable, mm-hmm. really. Unless you want to see Banff Castle alone, Krista Allen in it, you know. Oh, but get killed. Yeah, get killed. Oh. <laughs> well, of course, need <laughs> sure. That's what I can't figure out is like why so many movies just especially horror movies just toss a bunch of unlikable characters together yeah i can understand having like one or two so you're like yeah i hope that guy gets fucking killed yeah but like you know why why make your cast unlikable yeah why not have people connect with your cast and then when they kill you're like fuck yeah they're it, it it's weird that genre has had a lot of it, it, particular nastiness of like people are coming to see this to watch people get killed. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can emotionally invest your audience in a different way. Yeah. They're not going to not see it because like a good person died. It's like, Oh, well I want the end of this movie to happen. Well, the thing anyway, well, they've, they've like, had, they've had it with like the primary, there's usually primary one or two people that are generally on the list that are like one of them said the one that had the vision. So you think that they're last. Right. So at least you've got that. Like I'm just saying like, uh, force people were like, even the, the main person with the vision, I was like, I Yes, just because, you know, you, the movie said, yes, this is who, you know, I believe it's a heroine in that one. I believe it's the girl that has the vision in that one because, mm. you know, flip-flops. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, like, there's that. And, like, I, okay, I, I fine, because the movie tells me to. I'm going to latch onto you. But, like, just otherwise kind of uninteresting. Because, like, I mean, to the point that, like, everyone in the movie is kind of hipsters. Like, they're at this NASCAR thing, and they're just like, ha-ha, rednecks, we're, we're here. We're going to drink just because, fuck shit to do yeah <laughs> like i mean they're, they're just mm-hmm. right off the bat they're just like nah, we're doing this because whatever and everything else is like they're they're in it for some better reason mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're just like eh, well NASCAR. yeah i mean that's like chuck and i were talking about with scream 2 like with the randy and the dewey scenes you're just mm-hmm. like no 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 yeah. no yeah and you know the there's so much more of an effect when somebody you like gets killed gruesomely on a screen than when somebody you're like, yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Give the fuck rid of them. They sucked. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Everyone who dies in three, fuck all. I don't yeah. care. Just die. And that's why I'm Even totally the kid from the Cosby show. Yeah. And he's just like, he's the one who's like, no, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. No. His death is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just like, man, yeah. I, sh- I knew it. Yeah. I knew I should not be here. I'm dead. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one that was even vaguely likable, and that's because he was barely in it. Yeah, that's probably why. So, yeah, yeah. So that's the series I watched. I need to watch those. I'd only yeah. ever seen the first one. I, I kinda, believe. Yeah, I've seen one and two. I love, I've seen a lot of kill clips from them. Yeah, from those. But I love one so much, and then two came along. I was like, eh, I don't know. I think the, I like. There's where this a is going. there's a super meta thing. I think I think it's in three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's in three. There's a super like ultra meta joke sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I if anyone catches it, I, I almost don't want to spoil it because I don't want to spoil the scene that it's in. But it has to do with the song that's playing. Yeah. There's a urban legend about the song yeah. that is really funny. Oh. Um, just given the scene that it's used in, there, there's always a song in every movie where 
and this isn't that movie song, but there's a, like in every single movie, there's like an a old timey song you wouldn't hear on the radio very often. Like it's Rocky Mountain High with the airplane, right? And um, it's, you know, it's a different different song like that 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 keeps popping up, and they're like, oh god, mm-hmm. you don't, I wouldn't hear this song, and it's you know, death is coming, yeah, you know, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's not that song. So there's another song in the scene that gotcha. in three that I want mm-hmm. I want someone to write in and tell me they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, all right. Got so, that, that email we teased? We got a bunch of them, but I'm only going to read two of them. Okay. okay. And we'll save the rest for next week. So, sorry, voicemails and other people. But uh, first one is from Jay from California. Hi, Jay. The email is titled, and, and, I'll, and I will just say this. This entire email is all in caps. Okay. All right. Email is titled, holy fucking shit. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> Shout Factory announced Robot Jocks on Blu-ray for summer 2015. Oh, really? Except for my epic boner over this news. (laughs) That's cool, I guess. Let's all wash our hands. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's okay. No, sure. I mean, Um, I don't know. Maybe. That's nice of them. We'll just announce it now. They have not contacted us about a commentary track. Official Shout Factory can fuck off. Oh, for not contacting us. They're not contacting us for the commentary track. They got time. There's time. Production time. Long lead time. Long lead time. I was going to start a letter writing campaign or something <laughs> I, here. Like, I mean, I you're just like right off the bat. Fuck them. I mean, yeah. I I suggest we record one anyway. Sure, just send it to them. Just here, here. This was our, our, our or thing. just have it so like when the just movie comes it. out, people could yeah sync it up. All right, we can I think that. if any movie deserves that, I Why think not? we know what movie that is. Bamf tracks. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> Steady. But yeah, that's exciting news. That's yeah, legally distinct. From- casting, uh, I don't know. I, I was trying to do cinematic yeah. Titanic. <laughs> oh, I, the I, other half of that is close. I really look forward to what extras they're going to put on there. Yeah, I, I'm really. That's that's the part I'm most looking forward to. Obviously, it's going to be awesome to have that in an HD transfer, including speaker ripping. Holy fuck! <laughs> yes. Fucking robot. Now, has that ever been on like so. MGM HD or um, no? Or no, I don't think uh, streaming or anything I've, in HD. I've there, never seen. HD. There's never been an HD print that I have seen. Awesome. So, and I check MGM HD fairly free. They yeah. actually have a feature now where they debut a new HD transfer like every weekend. Nice, because Bulletproof was showed up in HD. <sighs> so <sighs> that's got to be coming, you guys. Because why the fuck else would they make an HD transfer of Bulletproof? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not just for cable. <laughs> it's not just for cable anymore. <laughs> no. So, no. all right. But yeah, that's good news. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. We are excited. Mm, yes. I get um, The only other one I'm going to read uh, this week is from Steve Like the Bird Heron. Oh. Because it's very relevant. Okay. Steve right Like the Bird. He said, couldn't come up with another small pun. Sue me. Hmm. Casters of thy bamf. Yo, Steve Like the Bird, squawk if you may. Enjoying you guys getting your Robin Sparkles on with Maltober. So, All Hallows Eve is upon us and I need my spooks. What's a good or at least a good bad obscure horror flick that I should watch? I figure Chuckles will probably have the most input on this. I've been going through the back catalog of 31 and 31. I've watched seasons one, two, and the current season seven. I picked up Dead and Buried and rewatched Critters because of it. By the way, Critters holds up really well. Anyway, I gotta, I gotta migrate or whatever birds do in Maltober. <laughs> Crash and burn, Steve like bird out, sent via two cups attached by string. Huh. Should it be coconuts? Could be. So, obscure horror movies. Not my realm. Chuck, go. Well, I think two of the ones <laughs> we did this month, I think Chopping Mall and Hide and Go Shriek, for different reasons entirely, would be worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah, sure. Yeah, Chopping Mall especially. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that movie's a lot of fun. That movie's like on, you know, like our jocks level of this is what we like. And then Hide and Go Shriek is like borderline like, well, this movie's terrible, but it's also really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, I mean, yeah, you picked up Dead and Buried. That's good. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one that came out today, The Entity, um, is it's a hard watch, but it's good. I mean, it is a really good ghost movie. Um, I know you guys didn't like it, but uh, well, I mean, we got a pretty good video out of it. But I, I still love Prom Night Two. As goofy as that fucking that, movie is, that movie's fun. It's dumb. It's not really a horror movie. If you're looking for something even remotely yeah. close to scary, it's not. No, I mean, scary. It actually scared me as a kid. Like some of the the the, the rocking horse shit when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, Deathball was really good too. Yeah, sure. Deathball. That's on Blue in right a now. fun, stupid way. I hate yeah. to say it, but I mean, like you know. We we now know what his age is. I mean, there are some. I think probably what we don't we remember him, mm-hmm. but like they're almost probably becoming forgotten movies. Like no one ever mentions the original Pet Cemetery anymore. Nope. That movie freaked the fuck out of me when I was a kid. I or you know uh, the teenage years of watching it. I'm just saying, like, yeah, that movie's fucked up. But the f- most fucked up thing about that movie is the whole like sister in the attic thing. Yeah, because oh I, god, yes, yes, that is that is horrific, and that uh-huh. has nothing to do with the main storyline no, at isn't. all. It is just like oh dear god, this is the worst. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I, that's exactly what I'm referring to. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. Like that's there are Stephen King movies that are still brought up, mm-hmm. and that is I feel like one that's falling by the wayside as time goes by. Yeah. Um. And I I I would mention if if you if you're into the slow burn like obviously if you haven't seen Halloween and things like that, mm-hmm. ending is kind of shit. But I I have to re recommend that movie called The House of the Devil, mm-hmm. um just like this seventies early eighties slow burn horror movie thing. The ending's kind of stupid, but it's most that's really you could ninety nine percent of horror movies. Yeah, I just I mean like I loved the suspense build up to that. Like the payoff was kind of shit, but yeah. you know like the feel of that movie up into that was worth the the trip. And Steve, I'll just say, um, usually at the end of every season, I do like a recap. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's probably a good just like one video to watch because I'll just recap everything and say, these are the ones that were worth your time. Um, I would check those out. You should if at youtube.com slash watercooler. Yes, it is where yep. those videos are. And that I will we say, referring to. there is a handy dandy playlist. There you can watch nice. all of them. In a and row. then if you look, there is a thumbs up icon below them. You should click that. <laughs> yeah, you should totally do You it. should also subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe to the thing. You should also subscribe. Sure. And throw some money at. No, no, no. Stop it. Yeah. I'm trying to help you out, man. No, no. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. I'm going to ride your coattails into the sunset. Please do not ride my coattails. Happen. I'll just throw in that the ending of being John Malkovich is one of the most horrifying endings ever <laughs> of any movie. Yep. I'm trying to remember what happens at the end of that. Don't right. spoil it. I know. We'll have to yeah. talk about it after because yeah. okay. I don't remember how it, it ends. That, that is one of those endings. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. That's horrible. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is everyone John Malkovich in the world? There is Probably a point it. where everyone's John Malkovich. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reveal is that everyone no, no, is actually... No, no, no. no, no. no that's that's good only good. when Malkovich goes into his own head. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Jeez. That is so. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Steve. Uh, anyway. Do we want to do quick contact information, or are we yeah. done? Yeah, BMFcast.com. Oh, BMF at BMFcast.com for emails. Call the uh, Garfield hotline, 9105-JOX-BMF. We promise we'll get more emails in next yes. week. Yeah. We won't yeah. talk about so many movies. I won't watch any series of yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I, got I no- won't either. Next week, I got nothing. All right, let's get out of here then, shall we? All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Spooky. And I'm Chuck. 
And this is Bamcast out. Bamcast out.